By George, I think I've got it. Hydrosexual sinking. I saw that Bigfoot walking across the screen and I thought to myself, wow, they are real. I ask us all, is that really reasonable? My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we uh, we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence for hydrosexual sinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine that eliminated all traces of cancer in mice. You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hypothetical thinking. A podcast for the hypothetical thinker. Greetings, travelers, and welcome Hello. to High Brothetical Thinking, a semi-forward podcast that explores the journey from probability all the way into Johnny's bedroom at night to watch him sleep before crawling into oh, his butthole. Hey. Sorry, that was He's real weird. So- <laughs> was, and sorry. you started off so creepy. Hey, could you I'm trying to stick to the tone of this spooky episode today. It's spooky. Ooh, it's October. Ooh. <laughs> <Spooky>. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Nick Floyd, and I'm joined by my creepy co-hosts, Taylor. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not creepy. reading your fucking name. Uh, this is off I to a terrible story. I'm Johnny Clark. We're not creepy, by the way. We're the farthest it's, thing from it, creepy. It just worked. I don't I'm know. I'm creepy, creepy sometimes, man. I, I've never actually been I'm told not. that I'm creepy. I'm not creepy. Why I say I'm not creepy at all? The world lovable dude. Who, me? The way this works is either Taylor or my. The way this works either Taylor or myself will do the research for our weekly episodes. And Johnny, sweet, sweet Johnny. The most uh, handsome man on planet Earth. Hey, stop that. Goes into every episode Aww. completely God, blind. Just fucking ruined that whole thing. <laughs> he goes in every episode, oh, every episode completely blind. <laughs> very similar to uh, uh, jack o' lanterns who haven't had their eyes carved out. Oh, wow. That was really good. Thanks. Meaning he has no... Basically, he a pumpkin. <laughs> I don't know why. He's a pumpkin. Jack o' Well, they could have the mouth because I talk a lot. I don't know why I did just do say a ever, pumpkin. Do you guys ever carve out pumpkins as kids? Yes. Ever? Fuck I, yeah, dude. I love pumpkin I always, carving. That's your thing? I would well, always... I mean, it's the uh, thing I do every October. <laughs> every October? Do you like it? Oh, well, I'm just, it's a segue. Because when I was a kid, I would like make the pumpkin and I hate the way it was, it was, the face was. So I'd keep carving it out. It's a big fucking circle and there's no face. It's just like a hole. Anyways. Just a lantern. Stabbing, stabbing, stabbing. <laughs> Guys, if you like ring, pumpkins, ring, be, ring. be sure to subscribe to this podcast to assure that you get all of our episodes first. That's right. Hit the subscribe button and you're going to get each episode the same time at 12.05 every uh, Sunday night. That's right. <laughs> that was the Wait, hardest person ever. Sunday night or is it Monday morning? Monday morning. Yeah, kind. I don't a, know. A, well, I don't sleep, so it's nighttime for me. It would be Sunday night somewhere, <laughs> right? And sure. where to, yeah, the, the, the East Coast would be the West absolutely, Coast. absolutely. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the West, West Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Shout out West Coast. Johnny's like California's <laughs> on the West, on the East Coast, <laughs> North, South, East, and West. How you guys, it, Taylor? How you doing? As dude, guys, it's been a long freaking <laughs> weekend, y'all. A really long weekend. I've uh, been doing a lot of work. Uh, actually, I got home from uh, from work tonight, and my bro had cooked some wings for the dang Georgia oh. game. So I watched about four minutes of the Georgia game and ate some fried <laughs> wings and some fried cheese sticks <laughs> and got real fucking happy about it. And now you're uh, podcasting, not watching the Georgia now, game. <laughs> now I'm podcasting. Well, we're winning. We're up by like 20 points. We're up by 
It's twenty-one to six, I think, right now. Her when last I saw. So oh, we game, I, game we over. I. Game over, man. Yeah, game yeah. over, dude. There's Good been dogs. way Go better to- comebacks than that, so. Johnny, how you doing? You guys, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm good, super good. Not a whole lot's changed. Uh, that's 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 all, folks. Nick, how are how are you doing in in your life and and things? You know, I'm real good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real good. <laughs> things are going well. Real your life good. is happening. It's my favorite month of the entire year. Is October is my favorite month? Is your birthday in this month? No, hmm. it's not. Then why is it your favorite month? I feel like I love October. I love all the love spooky October stuff. Uh, yeah, he is into horror stuff. That I like the sense. spookies. Yeah. I like. I whip out my favorite Ryan Gosling album, Dead Man's Bones. I play it all month long. <laughs> to get my spooky on. <laughs> so I'm in between that and the Monster Mash is what I listen to on the, <laughs> the daily. Monster Mash. <laughs> I have a, I have ra- ragers at stoplights. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> you can catch Nick in your your local stoplight just jamming out with with the skeletons and Dracula in his car, like losing his mind to some spooky stuff. I pretend they're there. That's great. I will, Any, yeah, I'm I will. Good. I will say. I'm not sure if Nick doesn't want to see this, but I want to point out. In the whole spirit of of you know mystery and and uh, October and paranormal and whatever, this episode specifically has been the hardest for some whatever anomaly reason to record. And you can touch on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's before Taylor jumps in the news. I will say yes. This has been quite a difficult episode. Episode two. It's like something is telling us not to record it. And I actually Ooh. lost a little bit of sleep last night. Thinking about it? Thinking about it. Because this is a big one for me. Uh, but before we go any further, Taylor, why don't you give us the news? I got some news to tell you guys. <laughs> so this is going to highlight... <laughs> this little new segment is going to highlight uh, the city of Houston, Texas. Uh, oh. It's going to highlight their city council I, as a whoa, bunch whoa. of cock-blocking buttholes. One second. What do you, what do you almost, know about Houston City Council, Johnny? I was you up almost on your Houston there City Council news? this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were going to go to Houston. Synchronicity. I'm I was glad al- you did not go. Yeah, synchronicity yeah. rearing its beautiful face. Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't go. I, I will be there next weekend, but I wasn't there this weekend, and I would have been. And what's what about assholes? Did they kill, did they kill a chupacabra again? Is that no, Mexico? they didn't kill a chupacabra, man. It, I think that last thing was just a malnourished dog. <laughs> no, oh, see, what it. Houston City Council has done uh, this past week is they have put an end, they have passed some bills, some ordinances that are going to pre- prevent uh, the United States' first brothel to feature adult love dolls. What? Wait, 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 wait robotic wait, or wait, just... Wait, 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 you're saying there's going to be brothels that have love dolls implemented in them? Dude, apparently in Toronto, there is already one of these that exists. Uh, what is this company's name? It's called Kinky's Dolls is the name of this, of this store, I guess, in Toronto. And they're Obviously. opening one in Houston. And, uh, yeah, they passed some ordinance saying that, saying that people in Houston can't, can't make love to inanimate objects inside of a business. <laughs> what the heck? Isn't there, like, so I was reading about this. Vice did a whole piece on this. And... On the I real dolls or like the brothel part of it? The the doll brothels. So like apparently oh, this what? is some new this is some new thing. I think they're trying to do one in California. They're doing one in Texas. And I watched this whole piece about it where the brothels, that's what they're calling them because essentially it's the same service, 
But they're saying that it's essentially like it's therapy in a way. Like it's they're trying to prevent essentially like uh-huh. like <laughs> like there, there's all these things are basically like they're trying to prevent and by having the dolls people can fulfill these fantasies. Yeah, it's like an outlet. As I guess, therapy. You know? yeah. yeah, it's. It, it's really bizarre, but it was really interesting because, like, the way they talked about it is they're like, yeah, it sounds wrong as fuck, but at the same time, it's helping people and also, like, finding some balance between people who have, like, sex addictions and sure. different kind of yeah feelings about stuff. I would feel like the concept would be if there – this is so out in the field, but if this is a medium to help people cope with things or – take their frustrations out on something that insecurities is insecurities and stuff like what, that whatever it is uh, and not yeah. and not attack or harm humans or take out that frustration on somebody else i'd say i'm all for it like that's like very positive that was something they highlighted yeah, yeah. I, that no yeah time? i get what you're saying that just seems pretty far-fetched like i'm not saying there isn't somebody who would uh, benefit from some kind of a sex doll whatever aside from people just liking them you know Maybe there's somebody out there who has some weird problem that this is going to be some outlet for them, but I don't know. I think it's kind of crazy. Why? Think about how good they would have to clean this thing. Like, yeah, on a daily basis, another... dude, like, oh. all the time. Like, they'd have to clean the shit out of this thing all the time. I don't but know, man. It's the, so weird. So the, 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 my thought is that, like, that's the place that would know how to, though. It's not like this is like some kind of like normal toy factory. This place probably specializes and knows how to clean. This sounds nasty. Orifice yeah. lubrication and right. Uh, you want to think that, but have you guys ever worked in a restaurant? You see nope. what goes behind goes on behind the scenes in a restaurant. And you'll be like, yeah. I'm not eating here ever again. So yeah, on like in the on the floor there, I'm sure it's like nice and tidy, and they advertise how much they clean everything. But back in the back, they're like, I told you, we can't be wasting all the soap and water. Use uh, the one bucket, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know. But I, I think uh, it's really just a ploy to sell them because apparently these things are thousands and thousands of dollars. And right. at these stores, you can A, buy them, and customize. B, you can, yeah, you can customize them and all that stuff. And the other side of it is you can rent it there, I guess, to uh, decide yeah. that that's the one that you want. <laughs> and you, like, take it to a back room. It's so weird. Like, you know, it, what states are... Are brothels? I didn't think brothels were like legal okay. anywhere. I didn't, okay. I didn't know Nevada. they were legal in Texas. I yeah, I knew they were up. in Nevada. Yeah. Back in high school, I was in something called youth and government, and we did this thing where every single state has this for some different schools. But Tell me, you were the fucking president? Well, uh, no, uh, my, my buddy was. But anyways, we would go <laughs> to Lansing. Uh, I would voted we, for you. We, we would go to the Capitol, and we'd vote on bills. My buddies made a brothel bill to legalize brothels, and we had multiple days at the House and Senate in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, deciding, and we we passed it with flying colors, and then <laughs> and then le- legislators crushed it. So we never we never passed uh, it. But there are states oh that have it. So I Man, I very closely moves, accused of this. Dude. Well, we, we tried. Right. It, was, it was funny. It was it was a funny thing. Well, that like so uh, <laughs> like according to the piece on Vice I was reading too. Apparently, like the idea is that taxing. It's like taxing brothels or like ta- it's like taxing marijuana because oh. the brothels that that are legal in Nevada 
they the women at the brothels actually rent the spaces out. Okay. So technically what they space? charge whatever like the room space. <laughs> okay. Was, and was, technically they can charge whatever they want, like whatever fee they want on their own, and they're basically private contractors essentially. So the government can't touch the money. Uh, okay. So the whole idea is that for the longest time they were experimenting, like sex dolls were a thing, and they were experimenting with like robotic sex dolls. There was um uh uh, another piece on Vice as well because they they're an alternative news source so they cover this kind of stuff where they were robots and the FDA and all that stuff would never approve it because like male or female you are having sex with something that is electronic. This is the problem I have yeah, with this though, nasty. is that I'm I'm no woman but I've seen and heard of <laughs> many you're but you know what I'm going to there many devices that are almost humanoids that are male bodies that women can use and right. there's right. no fucking problem with that. Well, there's well, the still flip like, side to that on the male side. I mean, there, there's like comparable, you know, toys or whatever on the male side that aren't a full body. You know what I mean? That, they're like, right. Apparently, these things yeah. are hundreds of pounds too. I don't know about Dude. hundreds of pounds, but like a hundred and something pounds, hundred pounds. You know, they're hey, there are full, there are full male bodies. I have. Oh, there's I, there's companies uh, that make the male and female, and they sell them, <laughs> like Taylor said, for thousands and thousands of dollars, and you can fully customize them. They ship them. They do all this stuff, and. It's like a viable business. So now with the robotic brothels basically being completely dead, this is an option for people to open up their own businesses to not only sell these dolls, but basically have a place that in a way it's kind of, uh, you know, surplus for business. Uh, what's, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? It's novelty. Okay. So the, the moment I read yeah. about the one in Toronto, it's novelty because there were apparently tons of people. Like, they were booked up for months because even though people who aren't interested in that, because we're a curious race of people, instantly we go, okay, I want to be put in a room with that, and I just want to, like, see what's going on. Nope. Well, I mean, I wonder it's, how much it costs. If it's cheap enough, you know, it'd be cool just to be like, oh, I can at least see how cool this doll is. I'm sure it would look cool without having sex with it. You know, just be like, wow, right. wow, this is crazy looking, realistic, cool. I don't know. That'd be very boring. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, I like, think it's a fucking crazy idea. I don't know if did, I would ever do it. I'm not. Uh, did you get? Did I see the Ryan Gosling flick? No, no, no. Is, it, okay, is that the movie say, that? Uh, uh, yeah, Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, did you guys hear that there was a, a robot that came out that can memorize your name, last name, family's names, what they'd like, their birthdays, what like everything in your family tree, and talk to you? Yeah. It, you heard about that? Yeah. That shit is oh, wild. Know. Like, my girlfriend can't, I don't have a girlfriend, but my girlfriend couldn't do that, let alone a doll. Right. It's crazy. I don't <laughs> well, know. No one in my life remembers things It's crazy. Him. Like, how can, like, there, <laughs> what was it say? <laughs> no, I said no one in my life remembers anything. <laughs> oh, I'm I so sorry. I, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't hear Just joking. Time. That was a joke. They can just be like assholes. How weird! How weird was that fucking movie though? I, I didn't see the whole movie, but Lars and the Real Girl. That's like creepy. I I feel like uh, like it, it's unhealthy, and I don't know. I I can't even justify it to tell you the truth. I can't justify it. It's, right. It seems crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. The uh, heads up, uh, people out there. This lag. We're dealing with a lag tonight, and it is coming into play here. Uh, it's distorting we our conversation a little bit. I'm sorry, listeners. The interwebs is not on our side tonight. <laughs> Saturdays, we're actually recording on Saturday for not the first time, but 
I guess uh, our internet activity, at least either in Akron, Georgia, or Spring Hill, Tennessee, one, the uh, the internets are, are flooded right now. They are. It's probably because of the game, right? The g- sure. Mm, Is there a game? Uh, it's a Georgia game. It's fucking our interwaves up. <laughs> it's football, y'all. They're hella games today. This podcast is also sponsored by Future Monsters, a premier apparel store with pop culture and horror focus. Each product is handmade with quality materials, so not only does it look good, but it feels so, so good. No mass-produced cheap garbage here, with designs inspired by King Kong, the Wolfman, and much more. These shirts are a must for every occasion, whether it be nightclub, metal shows, weddings, and of course, our favorite, podcasting. Head over to futuremonsters.com and enter the code HYBRO, that's a capital H-Y-B-R-O, at checkout to save 10% on your next purchase. We know we'll be doing that as soon as possible. Uh, So before we jump into the episode, I have one thing I just want to bring up. So on Reddit, we normally post uh, some of our episodes uh, that that we feel would fit on Reddit. And one of the ones that we posted was the Danny Castellaro episode, which what what number episode was that, Johnny? 17. Give me a hot second. Was it 17? Three, two, 16. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oak Island was 17. So it was episode 16. We're on episode 29. Uh, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, so we, we posted basically a little bit of the case because we had some new information. And it it, 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 it just been, it's, live, it's living on Reddit. It's been living on Reddit. And someone by the name of Winterberry created an account and posted eight days ago on our Reddit thread that has been existing since episode 16, which was weeks ago, stating, I believe my grandfather killed Casalero. What? Period. That's just, it. Just mic drop. Yes. That's fucking wild. Created <sighs> the account weird. just to do that. They they made the account. It's a they they made the account on September 29th, and then they posted it eight days ago, which whatever that I didn't. I'm not doing the math, but they did that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I messaged nothing, nothing else. Did he say anything else? Nothing. I messaged him. I commented. I did all that stuff. Didn't hear anything back. So Could I just it, want to put it out yeah. there and say, like, it's there. It happened. I don't know if it's someone that's just trolling, if it's someone that knows us, whatever it is. Um, if you listen to the podcast, Winterberry, and you're listening, please email us at hybrothoughts at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook. We want to talk to you. This is huge for us. You know, but on that note, mm. he could either A, be fibbing, or his granddad could be alive, and this could be incriminating. Right. It's very specific. Like it is hey, very we're trying direct. to solve a murder, though, guys. We, you know, if somebody murdered somebody out there and it's somebody's grandfather, I don't give a shit. They need to go. Right. To you're gonna put you're gonna put a grandfather in prison. Are you serious? What are you talking if you about? Murdered they put a grandfathers man? in prison you, all the time. You know, I, I know, but like, think think about this. That was I know this is horrible, but that was like what 40, 50 years ago, and we're at a point now where I personally think let let's assume the guy's eighty years old or, or more. What's he gonna do? Like. Ugh. Out of all I'm saying, all I'm else. saying, I don't yeah. think so. All I'm saying, he probably is murdered that, other people. He's a hitman, <laughs> right? He might have a, like a string of people that if we stop, if, if he stopped, then it's all stopped. Or but, what know. if the perfect hitman is really like just somebody who gets approached out of the blue and it's like, hey man, I know you're on hard times. Do this one time, you're gonna get a big payload. 
You don't ever have to do it again. You don't have to speak about it again. Make sure you don't tell your grandson. And boom. <laughs> it's that's like somebody who's not connected. The... Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Just don't tell your grandson. But, that's, but that's also, so how old would this dude have to be? It would have had to have been like an old man. Like we're assuming, okay, the kid now, let's say he's a teenager or she, let's say that this person is a teenager at least. You know, let's say 15. So let's say 2003 they were born. How old were their dad? Would that person's dad be? Let's say thirty-five. Yeah. Okay. And then, God. So how old would the dude have to be? I guess it could still be a grandfather. Yeah, that makes sense. It was in this. What year was this that this happened? The murder. I forget. Eighties. It was eighties. If it you was give 80s. me a second, I can pull up my notes because I'm a freaking yeah, no, I have it right here. Uh, Danny Castellaro. It happened. Uh, 1990s. 1991. Man, so this guy would have been a father at the time, probably. Yep. Weird. So, man, with possibly a wife and a child, this guy's out there murdering folks, man, taking the ultimate risks. That's pretty ballsy and pretty shitty. So it's wild. So it could be a ruse for fun. I mean, Reddit is, is a place where a lot of really good conversation happens, but it's also a place where some trolling and stuff happens, Lots and that's completely plausible, but for someone to make an account and say this and then not get back to me, like, they said it for a purpose, but they didn't want to say it. Then why, why would he say it if he didn't have to back it up? Because obviously right. he was sparking, like, spark. Right, I'm just putting it out that's there. That's classic I, like, troll to me. I don't know. That's well executed, really. Like, yeah. hold back, you know, put this one fucking phrase out there and then just hold back. Right, hold but on like to the on, rest. and now on, we're receding. We're like, oh my god, what is it? What is it? But like yeah. us, a podcast that's like still relatively new. It's not a big thing. Like, if that's the the end goal, and the thing is, like, the post on Reddit isn't a massively trending post. It's not like to stir anybody up, and no one has responded. It was just like, I'm gonna drop this here and walk away. Uh, it's just interesting. It's interesting, and I just wanted to bring it up because if it's someone who listens, uh, email us. Anonymously, whatever you want to do. Uh, on, that, on that same note, we talked, I think, last last week about a, a guy who gave us a, or maybe a woman who gave us a one star review. And after we released that episode, we got we that that one star went away. It, it, yeah, no, it turned into that's a five star review. Thought <laughs> intimidation, guys, intimidation. You just scared the shit out of him, Tay. Okay, c- come All at right. me, bro. Come at me. Well, today's a real special episode for me. I don't want to. I don't want to say any more because I want it to be a surprise. But uh, you're gonna be talking gonna be a the whole episode. What do you mean? Yeah, what? you're about to say the whole episode. You're gonna be talking. I know, but I don't. I, uh, uh, you'll know after this first paragraph. You'll know. <laughs> we'll do it. So here we go. Let me just take a sip of water. That was a gulp. <sighs> a gulp of water because I'm nervous. But what? Why are you nervous? Here we go. Okay. The concept of spiritualism has been molded and twisted into a thing straight out of a horror movie. It's a work of fiction to most involving otherworldly beings who walk the earth. But to others, it is simply a connection between a human being and their own religious beliefs. But what if I told you that the term spiritualism was so much more than someone, some seemingly safe practice that people of faith experience each day? What if I told you that the concept of spiritualism is much more sinister than that? A lot of people don't know what the term spiritualism means, The idea has been lost over time as our society has grown darker and more rooted in fiction. For those with an open mind, spiritualism, the definition of it, is a system of beliefs or religious practices 
based on supposed communication with the spirits of the dead, especially through mediums. Okay, so it's based off of dead people? Yes, that's what the term spiritual is, the dead. The definition of spiritualism. And spiritualism is encapsulating religion, essentially. No. 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 Spirits. People have, dead people folk. have made it. Yeah. People uh, have made it into okay. religion, but it is a system of beliefs, belief or religious practices based on supposed communication with spirits of the dead. Okay. Oh, man. 100%. So when people are like, you know, I'm not religious, I'm, I'm, but I'm very spiritual. I'm very in touch with my spirituality. You know what's funny? <laughs> They're basically you, saying, I see dead people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Weirdos. Tay, you you just made that uh that uh, uh was it called voice? You made that that imitation and I saw the person that you were imitating cuz I've heard that people say that I'm, I'm just <laughs> Dude, spiritual. Uh no fucking all right, no shit. Uh dude's name Haley Joel Osmond, right? Uh yeah. you guys have seen me a thousand times. You know what I look like. Podcasters, there's live footage of us so you can see what my face looks like and see if I look like this guy at all. I was in a bar one time, minding my own business, sipping a brew. I oh, see I these two hot ladies, like pretty hot ladies. I would like to talk to these girls. Um, sitting close to me, uh, like a booth away from me. They're like staring at me, giggling. They got their phone out. And they're giggling. I'm like, oh my God, it's my night, y'all. So I, I get up the courage and I kind of scoot over closer to them and we start talking and they're like, oh, my God, can we take a, a picture with you? It's like, absolutely. So I take a picture with them, and they're, like, messing with their phones, you know, and I'm talking to them for a couple of minutes. These girls say that I looked – They no, they didn't say I looked like the guy. They were convinced that I was Haley Joel Osment. What? Yeah, they were you convinced look- that I was him. I looked nothing <laughs> like they, him. It's because they haven't seen him in 25 yeah, years. Are drunk? <laughs> like, you look like my Chris What, do I look like then? an eight-year-old or something? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was very weird. So they like took photos and stuff and selfies and like posted it on their maybe their Instagram. I don't know. I don't think I had Instagram at the time. But yeah, it was weird feeling. Cause I was wow. thought it was gonna be a great night and it turned into a really weird moment. <laughs> Such a strange actor to be like, look who we met. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, spiritualism, Spirits. a system of belief, <laughs> or religious practice based on supposed communication with spirits of the dead. Now, I know a handful of you are quite surprised to hear this definition, but for those of you who aren't surprised, we need to talk. We have a mutual understanding about this term, about this concept. It oh, means you've had an experience or know someone that has. It means your own reality has been questioned at some point in your life. How do I know? Because I've had one of those experiences. And today... I don't believe you, Nick. I don't believe you. Well, today, we will revisit those experiences together as I return to the small town of Casadega, Florida. We're, fuck yeah! We're going back Casadega, to that story? Baby. Yeah. Well, for those, yeah. Of you, for those of you listeners out there, on episode three, Nick gave an awesome story. You can look back. It's, it's our paranormal episode. And Nick uh, gave exorcisms. a story. Exactly. And he... It was a very intense story. Very good. I was into it. We just so happened to be in Orlando, the very place he's talking about, months and months later, and this guy didn't want to fucking go to where didn't he said that go. thing happened. You about to find out why. He didn't want to go. He's <laughs> a little bitch. What? Uh, what? <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs> so before I die, fuck you. Fuck you. Dude, I'm just saying, if you know something happened, we got to go back. Hell no. Got yeah, to go. We that's gotta the go. point. That's the point. Hell no. Before I dive uh, we'll into the heavy you. details, yeah, okay. If anyone's getting possessed, it's my ass, dude. Have you seen how I'm strong so we are? I'm so susceptible. I'll fight yeah. a ghost. <laughs> ghost. I ain't no ghost. 
So before I dive into the heavy details, it's important to provide the history of the town itself. Casadega. Casadega, baby. Is a Seneca Indian word meaning water beneath the rocks. It's a small community located in Volusia County, Florida, just north of Deltona. On a map, it's just a road, but to the locals, it's a town. In 1875, Casadega began as a spiritualist camp when the Southern Casadega Spiritualist Camp Meeting Association was founded by George P. Colby from Pike, New York. Colby was a trance medium who traveled to different states giving readings and seances. He was very well known and in his travels he was referred to as the seer of spiritualism. Colby worked with several spirit guides who would give him knowledge. So that's where he got all of his knowledge from, his power. <laughs> One of those spirits, spirit guides, was an Indian named Seneca, who had manifested to Colby during a seance in Lake Mills, Iowa. According to Colby, Seneca told him to travel to Florida. It took 19 years, but a charter was finally granted to Colby to form the Southern Casadega Spiritualist Camp Meeting Association, which is a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Weird. Another year later, in 1895, Colby signed a warrant deed I, like, fucked all these words up writing them. He signed a warrant deed to the association for 35 acres. Very very similar to Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Colby built it, and mediums and spiritualists flocked south to build the town to what it is today. Castadega, Florida, sitting on 57 acres currently. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. This whole story. Miss Cleo herself. It is. It was literally built by the people. It, like, Colby's story is it, there's a lot more to it, but there's okay. a lot to this podcast today. Um, there's a lot of history of him, like he was baptized in an ice, like a an, a frozen lake, mm, and then why? as soon as he was baptized, uh, the ghost of his great grandfather told him he was a medium. Why was he baptized? <laughs> it's crazy. He was polar plunge baptized. He was polar plunge metal, baptized. That's, but what's the I don't. Yeah, it's you guys can read his story. His story's well, online. It's amazing. But the fact that mediums and spiritualists believed in him forming this association in Florida in the eight, late 1800s, early 1900s, that they built an entire spiritualist camp on 35 acres, now 57 acres. Sounds like a bunch of hippies. It's wild. Gammy, and I wonder what he did to convince people that you know he's a medium. Apparently, he was, like, famous. He had traveled the world, and people knew him. I mean, they called this nickname was the seer, the seer of, I mean, of spiritualism. Back, and when was this He again? was a god, basically. When was this? This was 1875. If I, yeah, if I may, I thought it was the 1900s, or, to, uh, anyways, 20th, 20th century. If I may, I would, I would infer that people hundreds of years ago, like basically 150 years ago, could have inferred that they were a medium just by asking a couple key questions and getting the answers that they were expecting out. Nick, Nick, Nick do you have a, a mother and is she close to your height, same eye color as you? And like, yeah. the, the, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Is she? And they essentially become a spiritual god to everybody else because they ask the right questions. It's just manipulation through verbal communication and therefore right. everyone thought that they were mediums, but they're not. I don't know. That's just yeah. me. So it was, well, it was a big deal. People. We talked about it in the Ouija episode. Do we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About the sisters, like this was this was a form of entertainment. This was basically magic. Like mediums were magicians, mm-hmm. and this was like the it's shit tricky. that people went. They would pay 
yeah. top dollar to go see a medium, sit on a stage, have someone come up and tell them about their life that magic. they've never met before. It's fucking magic. Right. It'd be cool even if you didn't think they're really a medium and you're like, oh, I just want to see this person, you know, kind of kind of flaunt their – it's kind of cool if they can, you know, wordsmith their way into convincing people, you know. Right. I don't know. It'd be kind of entertaining in, its, in itself. It is. It was entertainment, and like back in this time, it was it was a big deal. And but the the fact that people just followed him, flocked to this place, is wild and built it up. I mean, this was built by the people, um, which is insane. Two of which I have the names here: uh, E. W. Bond and Marion Skidmore, uh, <sighs> who. Uh, E.W. Bond supplied materials to build many of the structures in the camp, and Skidmore was known as the mother of the camp, is what they called her. Hmm. The mother. Which is nuts. So as of today, the camp features the Castega Hotel, a central auditorium, the Colby Memorial Temple, a community library, the Caesar Foreman Healing Center, a camp bookstore, Colby's Healing Springs, which he claims healed him of tuberculosis, and a welcome center. Uh, on March, March 14th, 1991, the Southern Casadega Spiritualist Camp was declared a U.S. historic district and is a federal tax-exempt church currently governed Ugh. by a board of trustees. Yeah. Wow. It is the How largest... How church? <laughs> yeah, we build a spiritualist camp. It's the largest spiritualist community in the Southern United States. When Colby died, the lake that fed Colby's healing springs dried up leaving the locals no. with the claim that the lake dried when the energy of Colby was gone. It makes sense. They go, yeah, that makes, well, that makes total sense. I, it makes sense to them because that's what they want to believe, but it could have been a thousand things that just went off. It's still co- like very it's a coincidental. coincidence. What was this stream that was being fed through his energy? Was it a river? What was it again? It was just uh, it was a Colby's Healing Springs. It was a spring. And they have, they still it's there today. You can see it. It's, it's, there's a little bit of water. Like a hot a, spring or something? Yeah, like a cold spring. I feel like uh, from Florida what, Spring. From what I know, from spring Colorado one. Sulphur Springs, those things can dry up just as easy as the the moon goes right, down. Right, it's Florida. Like yeah. fuck, dude, things dry up all the time in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> like a raisin. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, in true horror fashion, there's even a cemetery bordering Casadega and Lake Helen that features the famous Devil's Chair. Oh, oh yeah, what is that? It's a graveside bench in the cemetery that local legend claims if you leave an unopened can of beer on the chair, oh, it will yeah. be empty by morning. I've heard of that. S- some people even say if you sit in the chair, the devil can be seen appearing right in front of you. I would Wait. do that shit today, uh, son. I totally, I totally would, too. You're saying that you're sitting in the chair and then he appears in front of you standing looking at you on the chair? Or he's in the chair with you? Like he's standing in front of you. He'd be pissed because you're in his throne. Yeah. I thought that if the can was opened, it would be evaporated. But if it's closed, Either there's one. like, yeah, but if it's yeah. closed, there's zero way it could escape. I don't know. People have, I mean, there's like videos and shit. Devil can drink it without opening it? Why not? It's pretty tight. Slurp it through the chair. But apparently, I would bring I, two beers. I <laughs> put one on each, one on each armrest. Bring, bring like a whole, like, like, uh, Kegger. <laughs> yeah, I, would, well, I would I would have one for myself and one for him in case he shows up. We could have a beer. <laughs> Drink beer. We with could the we could cheer. Cheers it. That's the most metal shit I've ever heard. Beers with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Running with the devil. Yeah. 
So I did the research, and apparently a devil's chair is a common thing in the United States. Uh, there are multiple devil's chairs in the United States, so it's apparently it's like a phenomena, essentially that it's a you know a wooden or a cement chair where you put a beer on and blah 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 blah. And these are in cemeteries. Yes, that seems pretty sacrilege. <laughs> I think. Well, not sacrilege. Like it'd be religious, but like why would people? Why would people put that there? <gasps> Woo! Let's party! Like, yeah, uh, it's what, a good what, like. I imagine if you're telling somebody this story, they're probably drunk to, to maybe believe it, right? Right. What do you and do with so beers? So you guys in a are drinking uh, while this is happening. So you're like, oh, that bench is like two blocks away, man. Let's go do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, why would they make a chair made out of cement or, you know, well, rebarb? Well, there's structures like that in cemeteries all over. Yeah. There's chairs? There are chairs and there are, yeah. Benches, shit, all park that. bench. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I was yeah. imagining I I first okay. imagined a throne as well. That would have been really cool. It's okay. thrown-ish, but it's not a throne. It's like a park <laughs> It's a cement chair. Yeah. Well, the throne from Game of Thrones yeah. is thrown-ish, but it's a throne. I'm, okay, it's I'm, a throw. I'm thrown right now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so do I buy all that? Not so much. Could it be <laughs> a fun local legend to draw tourists in to a very small Florida town? Absolutely. But like couldn't that be the idea of Castega? Is it just a tourist trap? Yeah. Could Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, Florida's very flat and long highways, man. They they need roadside attractions. Right. And it's Sort of near, you know, on, on the way to, to uh, uh, where was I Coral Castle? It was? Uh, Deltona. Fallujah County. Isn't it Daytona? Del- Deltona. Deltona. It, it's Deltona. But isn't Daytona in Fallujah County as well? Yeah, but Deltona's also there. It's oh, Deltona. there's two people. Weird. There's two what? There's Deltona and Del- Daytona. Yeah. Oh, is there Del Taco? Well, yes, there's Del Taco I, in Florida. I believe I've seen a Del, Del Taco in Daytona. I don't know. What about a Del Taco in Deltona? Deltona? I don't know if I've ever been in Deltona. Chances are no one's been to Deltona. <laughs> oh, what the hell Deltona is? Casadega. Uh, so it wasn't Casadega. until I got involved in the craziness of Casadega that I began to second guess my idea of the town itself. A town that I had never heard of up until I got my first job as a camera operator on a late night cable access ghost hunting show that I was hired on to investigate the Casadega Hotel. Freaking tight. So I'm mixing things up a little bit. Instead of us talking about, you know, secondhand accounts of things, uh, this episode is going to be focused on a firsthand account. Are you retelling the story? Yes. Okay. So this is my experience at the Castadega Hotel uh, because, believe it or not, a lot of the information online is wrong. And I now know why. (laughs) What do you mean? I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I was just 18 year old. Eight, uh, by, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were. Yep. I was just 18 at the time. <laughs> it would take any job that came to me, especially something involving the paranormal and supernatural, because let's be honest, I like spooky shit. You guys know that. Uh-huh. A little history behind the hotel was given to me before we, we began our investigation. The current hotel that stands is not the original hotel. The first hotel was owned by Emma J. Huff. It burned to the ground Christmas night, 1926. It was then rebuilt by the camp itself and completed in 1928. And since then, it has been sold and bought multiple times, being passed from owner to owner. But on top of that... What? These people must have made some incredible money as as spiritual mediums. That's what doesn't make sense to me. It's like, literally, they rebuilt this entire hotel after two... Years after it burnt down. That's crazy. 
and it's still it's the same hotel that's still standing there today. Man, and it's, it's must a been a hot shape. spot for business. I don't know. It's crazy. It something had to have. It blows my mind. It truly blows my mind. Uh, on top of everything, it's said to be haunted by many quote unquote friendly ghosts. Like Casper. <laughs> yeah, like Casper. The most famous local legend tells the story of Arthur, who is the cheery ghost of Irish descent that was said to have resided in the hotel during his life. He's known to drag a chair to the end of the hall to look out the window to say hi to everybody. Hotel guests have even claimed to have caught him lingering around the halls and smelling his gin and cigars, which he was very fond of. This is where the documented history of the Castega Hotel ends. The rest of history was given to me by a team of ghost hunters and live-in staff at the hotel. They spoke of seven spirits. A lady with a large floppy hat that resided in the first floor bathroom. A woman in black, who said to be seen wandering the halls of the hotel. Arthur, the Irish ghost. Two small children who play a game around the hotel with a small white ping pong ball. And an unknown spirit who tends to show aggression towards the staff on occasion. With all that information in mind, I was ready to hunt some ghosts because it was a good experience and would be a fun time to run around in the dark at night as a teenager. So at this point, Nick, when you had taken this job, you know you're going to be operating camera at a ghost show and you're excited about it. Was there any part of you that was like, I'm about to see some ghosts? Or were you just like, this is no. a fucking TV show? Dude, it was like I was ready to just wander around. Uh, like It was like, okay, no one's going to be in the hotel. All the lights are gonna be off. I'm gonna get to wander around. This is tight, like spooky heaven for me. But yeah. no, I didn't think I'd see ghosts. I like I was joking think, the like, whole night. Was you, I mean, I've always wondered how these ghost shows like operate. Like, it's pretty fun to watch every now and then. But like, you know, I, I don't know. I always imagine they just kind of manufacture these encounters, kind of like the yeah. Finding Bigfoot shows. You know, they're just like manufacturing oh, yeah. uh, enjoyment or whatever. So I, I don't so, know. I was kind of wondering what your mindset would be going in, thinking that, oh, they're going to be playing all these pranks on me. You know, they're going to be scooting chairs around on their own. I don't know. I'd be very uh, uh, skeptical. Skeptical? Yeah. Synchronicity. You both like me, so I think it was a, the two to three. So I used to watch a ton of ghost hunting shows, ghost adventures, taps, paranormal stuff, a haunting, tons of stuff growing up. Like It was like the thing I'd watch whenever I was bored. And because I've had many experiences, but we won't get into it. And I always found a lot of relief in shows that weren't disproved because there's so many like shows that like people would would you know their shirt would be tugged and there was a whole YouTube video about how they did that manufacturedly or right whatever. It's all about disproving. That's what we that, do as a society. It ruins the show. And yeah. I'm sure if Nick went into this experience and they were like, "Hey, look, this is what's happening. This is faked. You can't tell anybody. This is the NDA we're signing in front of you to sign it, saying that we're going to fix some stuff." And they but they didn't do that. No, I can tell you 100% there was at any point. Now, now they a lot of them were like, we were goofing off for a while. Okay. Uh, when we got to the hotel. Um, like for the show or just because? Just because. Because we okay. were setting up. Like we were hanging out. We were goofing around. Oh, they, weren't, they, they weren't like setting up like fake booby traps or fake ghost. No, nah, you'd think like if I was someone there, they'd probably pull one over on me. But I'm the guy with the camera. They want if, if they were setting it up, they'd be like, okay. We want you to film this ghost hunter yeah. now because we're going to do something. Yeah, They wouldn't just make me, like, you know, just go film, in yeah. blind. Yeah, just that was so as a mindset. camera operator on those shows, is it like uh, you're, it's like reality-style stuff? Like there's a group of people and you're 
your your camera, you're following them, and you just kind of like, oh, over here, over here, over here? Or were they yeah. like, you know, directed shots kind of thing? No direction. I mean, this was like 2 a.m. cable access ghost hunter show. <laughs> was it just you as a camera guy? Do what? How many camera guys were there? Three. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Nice so it was said. like, my job was to stay on the subject. So I was with two of the ghost hunters, and I was I just stayed on the subject. That was the job I was given. Stay on them. And then when we were doing like some pre-shots, some intros, some mm-hmm. discussion pieces, B-roll. I would just stay on the, the lead ghost hunter, and okay. that's it. Um. Yeah, so we arrived at the hotel, and we're greeted by a small ping-pong ball by the front door, which is apparently one of the ghost kids playing around. Or a ploy that employees put there. Yeah, so I thought it was fitting, but a potentially clever touch to start off the night right, to get us in the correct mindset by the live-in staff. Um, The live-in staff directed myself and my crew to room 22, which is apparently Arthur's room, the room that he died in, and the most haunted room in the hotel. So that's where we were staying. Uh, From there, we wandered the hotel, got acclimated with our surroundings, introduced ourselves to each other, and began setting up our equipment. Before we started, there was a lot of laughter as we ate Burger King. Yeah, I remember that. And it's little details. You know, it's little details. (laughs) Sponsored by McDonald's. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. So we ate Burger King, prepped to film our first shot of the day around 4 p.m. A.M. 4 p.m. I thought you said this was the morning. Well, we started at 4 p.m. to shoot opening before we did Lights Out. Okay. Uh, The opening shot of the show was shot in the seance room of the hotel, where guests of the hotel can take seance classes in order to practice their conjuring, you know, for fun, because that's apparently what you go there to do. Yeah, dude. Weird. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Are you levitating right now, Taylor? (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Leviosa! Leviosa! Something. (laughs) Wingardium Leviosa. Wingardium Leviosa. Uh, It was at the moment that I was standing in the seance room setting up for the first shot that I knew this was going to be a very long night. I was standing in the room holding the camera, and I felt someone blowing air gently on the back of my arm. At first, I thought it was the other camera operator, because when I looked at him, everything stopped. I thought he was just fucking with me. Hey, I like your arm. Yeah. He was a buddy of mine. Like, I knew him. (laughs) Oh, he he thought I was fucking with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was like, because we we drove together in the Castadega. We were laughing the whole car ride there. Picking each other. Like, do you hear that? Do you hear that? Yeah. We're like, guys, what are we doing? This is so dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who was that? (laughs) Uh, But it wasn't until I felt the lightly blown air move up my body from right above my ankle all the way to the top of my skull. And I nearly collapsed. My vision went from clear to blurred to black. The blacked lead, out. Uh, I was still standing, but I blacked out. Your eyes. Oh, couldn't wow. See. I couldn't see. Uh, the lead ghost hunter saw me go completely white, and he reacted quite aggressively, which was very alarming. I explained what I felt. He told me I'd be okay, and we moved forward. I had zero explanation what happened, but I knew whatever it was, it should be acknowledged and we should just move the fuck on. Yeah. I mean, Wait, imagine just- for someone to blow lightly upon your skin from your ankle all the way up to your head. That'd be a pretty crazy move. It would be bold, and I would see it happen. <laughs> I looked I looked around. There were no air vents in the room. Like, this was a very distinct feeling, and I do. My whole body got completely hot, and I could not see. It was completely black, and I felt like I was going to pass out. And he, the way he reacted... I was like, something's up. I must look a certain way. Something's up. But we moved on, and I didn't question it, because I'm like, ah, fuck it. So he got, you know? like, real serious and stern. He's like, tell me exactly what happened. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's yeah, gonna make this, you feel like some shit. Oh, I felt like garbage because he was flu- he was flubbing every single take. It was like, "Hey, I'm so and so. Welcome to the Casadega Hotel." And he kept fucking it up and was like laughing. And literally, the moment that it happened, he went from like f- like Funny. fucking around to like exactly what we said, Taylor. He's like, "Tell me what just happened." Yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, well, you can see, um, there's a, uh, 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 and that I was didn't it. touch the ghost. The ghost touched me. <laughs> That's wild, dude. Yeah. And this it was is 4 p. This was like 4 30, 5 o'clock in the, in the evening. We didn't even that's, start that's yet. That's like afternoon to me. It's not All right, even. afternoon. It was that's still, that's weird to me. Johnny. I feel like from my experience with ghost shows, shit doesn't happen in any of the intros. Like, I've never seen a show no. where it went, when they're introducing the location and saying it's going to go from <laughs> dawn to dusk, dusk till dawn, do they say anything happens? It's usually just like weird, crappy CGI effects and ghost spirits that they add in digitally afterwards. It's yeah. a groundbreaking exactly. show. Groundbreaking, obviously. Getting ghosts before night falls, dude. That and, doesn't fucking you know, happen. <laughs> well, I, I, who, so where in the rule book, though, does it say anything there's about no, ghosts no, no, having to exist not, at night? No, you know, there's not, there's not rule books, but the, the concept comes down to a lot of things, right? So the majority of apparitions that are seen are easier to see at nighttime than daytime because what you see in a lot of instances, light reflections and exactly, all that yeah, shit. You, yeah. and, and then you have heat signatures you can see through apparitions with EVF meters and heat uh, heat cameras, and that's so hard, much harder to see in the daytime. So a lot of the experiences that are documented are at nighttime. So it's weird that this ghost show would have decommit something in the daytime or that something would happen because that just doesn't happen. Right. Does that make sense? I see what you're saying, but yeah, 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 I get that. <laughs> yeah, Even I get like it. every horror movie, like when's the last time you yeah, saw a horror movie it's like, all right, it's daytime, watch out for the ghost. Like fucking <laughs> daytime is the safe time. <laughs> there it is. It's uh, walking. It's daytime. It's not going to hurt me. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're a kid, you have to start trick-or-treating at like five o'clock. It's daytime. You know, it's still That's scary. because right. people go to bed early. They're old. Yeah. That's true. He's got a point. All right, move on. So before dead time or lights out. <laughs> dead time. Dead time. Uh, the lights went out in the entire hotel. Uh, I was called out to the hallway by one of the mediums. So this was the lights were on, cameras weren't rolling, all that stuff. So I didn't have a camera at the time. As all the batteries were on the charger to get a nice little bit of juice before we went into dead time. Uh, <laughs> everyone was just having some downtime. <laughs> What? They called it Is that dead what they time. They call it dead time? Like that's like yeah. okay, game on, it's nighttime. It's you know, three minutes till midnight. Shit gets yep. real. Exactly. Right. And they even like there's a subtitle on the bottom of the screen. It's like eleven PM, dead time. <laughs> that's the sh- that's the shit that I don't like because it's like yeah. it's not like you, you gotta a, give it a name. You flip a switch and then all of a sudden the ghosts come out of the fucking walls, ceilings, and ground. Like it just like right. haunted mansion style. Yeah, it doesn't happen. But anyways, yeah. So I didn't have a camera on me at the time. Uh, everyone was just hanging around waiting to to, to hunt ghosts until seven a.m. because that's what was going to be uh, a full investigation that would start at uh, eleven p.m. and go all the way to seven a.m. Um. The medium was sitting in the hallway. She signaled, signaled over to me to sit on the floor next to her, which is a long, narrow, wooden hallway. And she looked at me, and she asked me, do you want to see something cool? Uh, I laughed a little bit and said, absolutely, because I like cool stuff also. <laughs> I love cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> she was silent for a brief moment when she proceeded to tell me that the ghost children were right in front of us, which was very reassuring to me because hmm. I was like, I don't like that. Uh, and that they wanted to play. They were curious, and they wanted to play. Okay. And that by playing with them, it was creating an instant connection with them to assure that we have a good night of activity. 
She removed the small white ping pong ball from her pocket, which she collected when we walked in, positioned it on the ground, and pushed it down the hallway, letting it roll freely. It just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And How, I there's no mass to chuckling. a ping pong ball. Huh? There's like no mass to a ping pong ball. How far is this fucking ball rolling? I mean, it like was rolling down the hallway. I mean, it was a firm roll. She gave it a firm roll. Okay. It was fun. <laughs> and it was just kind of going. Bless you. Thank you. Uh... So I was kind of laughing, and I was like, nothing's going to happen. This is ridiculous. And granted, this sounds like a five-minute thing, but this was a matter of seconds where the ball was rolling, and I knew that this was just some sort of dumb okay. joke. Until the ball, the ball stopped completely, frozen, in its tracks, as though something grabbed it and held onto it in the middle of the hallway. What? There's a low point. What? Or there's a low point. This is a sure. magnetic ball. There's Somehow there's mag- magnets in this ball, and there's a magnet in the floor. Ball. And it's, old a, ass and it's a floor. sunken floor Fucking, as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. So the we ball then yep, busted it. <laughs> so after the ball was frozen, it rolled back to us. Oh, shit. As, Shut up. As if, it, as if we rolled it. As if you had a magnet and you were pulling it back towards you. This back and forth continued for quite some time, but the ping pong ball kept getting closer to us each time. Like when you rolled it away, it stopped. It closer. was stopping closer to us till it was about <laughs> maybe a foot. In front uh, of us. I don't know. I like that or not. That's uh, that's weird. Did you inspect this ping pong ball at all? Yeah, you're like, oh, yes. this is just heavy. This is this is this like loaded die from Las Vegas? No, nah, it was a straight up just classic ping pong ball. There's nothing. I mean, rigged if, if about any of us it. plays ping pong here, it's me. I can tell a classic ping pong ball. Yeah, I waited it, okay. you know. <laughs> okay, it was a classic, uh, all right. So we rolled the ball one final time, and it just kept rolling as someone came walking down the hallway. So it was done. We were done playing. Uh, this blew my fucking mind. because yeah, of course it did. I'm a believer in science and figured that maybe <laughs> this was some sort of clever polarity trick. Uh, I still wasn't convinced, but this was experience number two, and the night hadn't even started yet. What time is it right now? This was like 9 p.m. Uh, Not officially that time. Not officially dead time. The camera would have been rolling. Blown. Nothing. But to, to me, it's like, all right, you're you're coaxing your cameraman into really believing in this shit before he starts. That way, he he's there's no there's no disbelief. Like you were fully immersed, yeah. and you're like, this is definitely but real. Why they didn't know me? Why? Well, What's their purpose? Okay, well, so in a reality TV show, what is more real than the reaction of the camera guy? You know. Try and get a reaction out of the camera guy, and it looks so much more real. Totally. You know, get that whip around where one camera guy is filming all the other camera guys. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Well, there's every show I've seen. Every I can name out one specifically, but I don't want a dog on it. But the, the, <laughs> one of the one of the main hosts is a scaredy cat, and every time he's holds the camera, you can tell he believes in it because he literally is like, "Oh, I'm fine, shit," and he like <laughs> turns the camera, like breaks shit because he's literally scared because he believes in it. Versus like if Nick was in there, or I was in there, or someone was in there, and they're like, "I don't fucking believe in this. You look dumb." No one who's watching that at home is gonna like it. They're gonna right. be like, "Well, if he doesn't, if he's not into it, I'm not into it." But no one was prepped. Like that's the thing. And like, what benefit does it have to them to scare the shit out of me, an 18 year old <sighs> kid, to the point where I'm like, "Yeah, this is some demon shit. I'm leaving." Well, that, and they were down a camera guy. I, that's I mean, different. Sell the whole vibe, it, you know. Yeah, I think it's different if they were like, "All right, right. you're about to get scratched and or possessed, and then you film it." Versus like, <laughs> "Let's just show yeah. you a cool trick with light or gravity, and then show them." Because like, once you're immersed, the audience is going to be immersed, and that's so much more important for the visual than like, I don't know. That's just my thought. Right. I mean, and now I was a skeptic, even though these two experiences happened to me. I was still skeptical. I literally because I'm like I do believe in two science. Experiences? 
two. I, so the, it was the blowing up my arm and the oh, blacking yeah. out, and then this ping pong ball shit. And I was like, sure, okay. I still wasn't buying it. Like it was, I was like, this is you know, this is this is fun. Like this is fun to me. Yeah, like I'd be uh, really excited that oh, man, these guys are pulling off some really fun, cool shit. I'm yeah. into this. You know, this and is I want to eventually, hopefully, learn how they do this. Hopefully, at the end of the night, they'll tell me how they're doing this. You know, right? Yeah, tell me the trick. Tell me what's up. This is going to be fun. This, what else would I be doing on this Friday night? A, a medium <laughs> never reveals her secrets. <laughs> a magician never. Or a medium. A secret. A medium. So the night began without much activity at all. The crew split up. One crew went upstairs. Another stayed downstairs. I was with the downstairs crew who had a master key to every single room on the first floor. We all communicated via walkie-talkies, which heightened everyone's stress level because whenever someone spoke on the walkie-talkie, yeah. it scared the shit out of <laughs> all of us. Uh, after about an hour of investigation, the crew upstairs radioed down to, to us saying that a chair was thrown at them by an entity. I almost laughed out loud because, come on, you wait until cameras aren't with you to say something as crazy as that happened? Who knows? But now the crew I was with wanted something wild like that to happen to them. They were yeah. jonesing for an experience. So we instantly began visiting each room one by one downstairs. One of the ghost hunters stuck the key into the doorknob, turned and it felt as though the door was jammed or blocked by something. Each of us gave us gave it a try, giving it or treating it like it was like the sword in the stone or some shit. And it wouldn't budge. The door wouldn't open. We moved on to the next door. Same thing. Moved on to the next door. Same thing. But we before we all walked away from the third door we had checked, we heard the old bed behind the door squeaking as if someone was jumping up and down on it. This continued for about five Jumping minutes. up and down, were they? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I it could be something. Doing. It could be a oh. lot of things that make, make beds squeak. <laughs> it's, it's the doll brothel, actually. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, this jumping up and down sound on the bed continued for about five minutes, and it was followed by a loud thud on the other side of the door. Wait, wait. For five, for five <laughs> minutes, this, this bed is squeaking, and you're not going and looking what's happening? Yeah. The hotel was empty, by the way. Completely empty. But you're empty. not like, oh, I hear a squeaking. Let me go check it. Well, we couldn't get in the room. Uh, yeah. The door was completely jammed. We could not get in the room. There's no lights. No lights. Nothing. Wait, the lights but you were said you had a, skele- a skeleton key. To all the rooms, yes. We and, could not get in. And none of them worked. The locks were turning. That sounds like it was forged. Hey, guys, we have a skeleton key. Gets to all the rooms. Yep. No, it fucking doesn't. Exactly. But, so the key... I'm So, okay. So maybe I didn't explain it as detailed as it should okay, be. Okay, okay, We put the key in the doorknob. Mm-hmm. Turned it and it worked. The doorknob turned. You could feel the doorknob giving. This thing blocking it behind it. Yeah. Yes, for three doors. That three could, doors. Still, it could have been staged, and then they could have put a fucking sound effect on the bed. The second room yeah, we were I in agree. earlier that night. Yeah, but that, mm. were you with everybody at all yes. times? Yes. No, you with that fucking chick with the, with the ping pong ball. Yeah, but we were by room twenty-two, and unless they went, <laughs> could, there, like, could there have been a, a curator that came by? I'm just saying. Hopefully, like, another listener like he's got not that. Convincing me. <laughs> what? Hopefully, hopefully, a listener out there got that. Never mind. Continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, there, there are ways around this skeleton key thing. So you're going you, sure. Okay. Five five minutes later. So the 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 jumping on the bed, which what it sound like, ended after five minutes, being followed by a loud thud on the other side of the door. The medium tried to open the door again, and it opened without a problem. That's weird. Mm. The door was open wide, and we shined our headlamps inside the room as the cameras rolled. We were huddled in the narrow hallways, treading lightly because we were all a little spooked at this point. Sweat was pouring on my face. 
when I heard childlike laughter in the lobby of the hotel, which was about 100 or so feet away. I ignored it, thinking it might be one of the other crew guys with their walkie-talkie. I'm getting, like, chills in my left ears right now. Nick's, like, sweating so much. He's, like, flipping around, <laughs> like, the whole house. It's like, Nick, I want, there was a specific experience where us three were filming a project, and Nick was wearing a, a Bigfoot outfit, and there was sweat pooling in his gloves. I can only imagine Nick's, like, whole shirt is drenched, and he's, like, <laughs> like, like, he can't, like, breathe. He's, like, filming the show, and the camera's slipping around. I'm just, like, envisioning you drenched oh, yeah. in sweat, no, freaking I was, out. I was sweating. So we heard the, the childlike laughter in the lobby hotel, which is about 100, 100 or so feet away. I ignored it. And then it got closer, along with small footsteps running along the wooden floor. I turned to look at one of the other camera guys, and he was staring at me with bug eyes as though he actually heard the same thing. The small footsteps sounded like they were running towards us down the hallway in the dark oh. until they completely stopped. The... Yeah, all of us were. Com- I I was yeah. th- at that point. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I don't like that. <laughs> that is I don't creepy. like that. I'm out. Uh, uh, it was very. I literally like my. I'm full on chill bumps at this point. There's just like like little like like like. Yes, running right towards you. Yes, like children's feet. It was. Yeah, I'd feel like I'm about unsettling. to die. Oh, I thought I, I was like, this is it. Like we're all gonna die. And my, the look on my friend's face, who was the other camera operator, he looked like he was. Nick, there are kids you know, on yeah. you right now. <laughs> yeah. Do not turn around. But, like, uh, t- obviously, little kids can kill people, but I don't know. I'd be I'd be very afraid if I really thought I was seeing a ghost, and that would really creep me out. But I don't know if I'd jump straight to death. Like, oh, this little child ghost is going to kill me? Why? How? Yeah. You know? I didn't think I was going to die because, like, the story they told us is that they were the kids were friendly. Like, it was a friendly ghost. They were just harmless kids, and they play their little game with their ping pong ball. But the, the, where my mind went, because this is how I think, I was like, holy fuck. Well, we took the ping pong ball. These kids want it back. We're now <laughs> basically like trying to capture shit on camera. They're pissed. I can give you tons of ping pong balls. I can give you tons of them. Just let me go to the Please. store. Come on. Just let me leave. I can buy a whole okay. pack. Hey, Ohio bros, time to take a break to caffeinate. While you're listening to a podcast as unpredictable as ours, you need a coffee that's going to keep you on your toes. That's why I reach for the strongest coffee on the planet, Death Wish Coffee. Available ground or whole bean. Hell, you can even get them in K-Cups. Available at deathwishcoffee.com. That's deathwishcoffee.com. So after this happened, we were all then broken apart and called into the seance room shortly after that experience to be told that half of the crew could take a break due to not being able to capture much activity at all. I asked the lead ghost hunter if me and the other camera guys could go on our own mini investigation, to which he was totally fine with. So we dropped our gear in room 22 and continued around the super creepy hotel. We wanted some action. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So we wandered upstairs to find... uh, the room with the flying chair in hopes that it would be tossed at us so we could have a story to tell. We wandered through the halls that were quite empty except for a few portraits. We were finally in the flying chair room and decided to ask questions out loud to the ghosts in hopes to get it to move something. Nothing happened, but there was definitely an energy in that room that had us on edge. As we were getting deeper in our investigation, our walkie-talkie went off, scaring the absolute shit out of us. Of course telling us to get downstairs as soon as possible with our cameras. We bolted out of the room 
and jogged down the hallway. But before we did, I invited whatever spirits were in the room to come downstairs come for us to help them, which was super dumb. You, you, oh, you said that? I said if any – I basically said – I don't remember because it was so long oh ago. God. But I basically – the gist of what I said was if there are any spirits in here, if you need help, follow us downstairs and we have people who can help you. And they're like, one-way ticket to, to heaven. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. But then they're going to be pissed at you because you lied to them. Yeah, they're going to yeah. kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm jogging down the hall, my left shoulder slammed into something sharp and solid that caused a heavy pain, but not enough to stop. I ignored it completely. I'll touch on this later. This is important detail to remember. Okay. Johnny, I'll touch on it later, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we had the cameras... <laughs> And met the ghost hunters in the seance room where they were sitting around a large table with an EMF meter in the center that was going absolutely nuts. EMF meter? What's electromagnetic, EMF? Oh, electromagnetic uh, frequency? Frequency, I think is what it is. EMF meter. It is. Basically, it just can like measure because apparently the, the, the prescribed belief is that spirits and apparitions can give off different magnetic frequencies. Yes, and disturb your own magnetic frequencies, also, like like things that are like electronics. Elect- yeah, electromagnetic ma- magnetic fields okay. measurement. So it's basically measuring the electromagnetic magnetic fields, which is a device used by ghost hunters to see if the ghosts are communicating back to them. So, because like you can you can disturb different fields of electromagnetic. Oh, fuck. Anyways, like like take like batteries out of like uh like power out of a camera yeah. or your own energy out of your system. And so the way the meter worked is that there was, you know, there's a bar that went from red to green. The closer it was to green, the stronger the presence of the ghost the, the, was. The more electro, the, the more fields were The moving. more energy is there. Sure. And the more energy, the stronger the communication with the spirit. Yeah. That's it. That's the science behind yeah. it. So the EMF meter was in the center of the table and it was going nuts. Apparently, though, the seance room was a hot spot all of a sudden and just became so while we were upstairs. Which is weird. And you just invited the people downstairs. or the Yeah, spirit. which is why they had us get the camera because this EMF meter just randomly, when they called spiked. us on the walkie-talkie, it spiked, which is odd. And at this point, I'm connecting the dots to everything because I'm freaked out that I'm in this hotel. <laughs> I set up the camera as I was operating on a tripod to document the spirit questioning and sat back observing this insane, insanely haunting experience that felt right out of a horror movie. I'm not trying to critique you, Nick, but you should be on a like, monopod the whole time. I feel like tripods are like, if you're going to miss some shit, dude. Well, I was just, it was up. Like, they were all sitting down around this table. So yeah. I just stayed, I stayed on a two-shot. The other camera guy stayed on a two-shot. The other camera guy was on the lead ghost hunter. visualize it. I just feel like you're, like, wasting time with a tripod. Nah. I'm just critiquing it. I'm I'll be ready. Man, fuck you. I'm sorry. I just, I, I do it by my mind. I'm not about to settle down. I bet your shots were extremely stable. They were very they, stable. I'm sure they were, but that took a long time to do. And like, that's like instant. You can't like fucking document it and be all blurry. You can't, I don't know. They were stable as hell. Okay. They were damn stable. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stable it could hold horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. After. <laughs> Stables don't hold After... horses, by the way. They just in house them. Whatever. After a short period of time, the lead ghost hunter began taunting the spirit aggressively in hopes that it would lift the table or another chair just so we could capture it on camera. Nothing happened. Yeah, it's a lot of energy. The EMF meter went completely silent. Before I knew it, since I apparently had the most quote-unquote spirit interactions that night, I was asked to join the ghost hunting team at the table. 
it was all a blur. I, I just I, the next thing I knew, I was sitting at this table. You like some bait? Let's have you in I here. was bait. I was yeah. literally brought there because I was bait. They felt my energy. Uh, from there, BD things went. Ah. Yeah. From there, things went nuts. There was some incoherent questioning, but the EMF re- meter was going absolutely crazy, flashing wildly after every word until one of the ghost hunters in front of me started convulsing. What? In between, yeah. Can you, can you describe convulsing? I, I can't other than the word convulsing. Well, how were they convulsing? He like, was violently seizuring? shaking. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like yes. eyes rolling back his head, like spitting, like drooling and stuff. Like, oh my yes. God. Yeah. Oh, weird. Was he saying anything? Like, oh shit, something's yeah, so happening be- to me? <laughs> in between his convulsions were like these deep growling sounds mixed with what sounded like laughter kind of i couldn't tell if it was like crying or laughter Sounds like a friendly ghost my ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> like ew, that. ew ew stop yes very similar but it also sounded like he was trying to get other words out but couldn't mm-hmm. uh this yeah. went on for what felt like 15 minutes it felt like a long ass time until he stopped and began calling out the lead ghost hunter's name like begging what, what was her name her name his name i don't remember his name okay he was sobbing Emilio! and begging. For- <laughs> Emilio! <laughs> Adrian! <laughs> he was sobbing and begging for whatever was happening to him to end. He, he was him. He wasn't... He was him. He was like okay. back to normal. This was a grown man who, sure, could have been an actor, but he was putting on the most realistic like acting... Thing for 15 ever minutes, yeah. like Oscar worthy like this would have been if this dude was acting it's like why why are you on this late night cable access show yeah uh, after things calmed a bit he looked at me in the darkness my eyes had adjusted to the dark hours ago so I could see his eyes quite clearly and I could make out like his face too I could see his face okay. and he stared at me silently for a little while and then he asked me Nick when you were growing up you lived east on a hill. You wore overalls riding a red, blue, and yellow tricycle up and down that hill. I grew up in West Virginia and exclusively wore Oshkosh Bagosh overalls, and my favorite <laughs> tricycle Wait, was indeed what? red, blue, and yellow. I thought you grew up in Florida. I grew up in West I was I bounced around when I was a little kid, and I uh, spent it, part of my life in West Virginia. Holy it wasn't shit. East Virginia, as the ghost would have implied. True. You so, right. So it like this guy who doesn't know you, never met him before in my life. Probably didn't do a background check on you to find out what fucking. There's like no you. people I like are that I'm close to. Don't even know that I lived in West Virginia for a while. That's weird as shit. I didn't know. But I don't know. You're either from. I guess you could be from the Midwest or something. But yeah, he's either an East Coast guy or a West Coast guy. Maybe you guys have been talking. Right. Maybe you found out you're from Florida. And like Johnny was saying, he used the Jedi mind tricks on you. Everybody had that fucking tricycle. You know, the red, blue. Are you talking about like the big wheel that's plastic and shit? Yeah, the that's Fisher like Price. three or yeah. four different colors. Yeah. Everyone had that. Right. I, did, I didn't you actually had have one. You jeans as a kid? I didn't have one. <laughs> you wore overalls? Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it was still very clever. It was very specific. Um, but after he said that, it was almost like immediate that the face on his look started to change or the look on his face started to change his straight face turned into this like weird crooked smile and his eyes started rolling again Mm. in the back of his head uh as this was happening 
the lead ghost hunter asked me very calmly to get up from the room, leave the room, and go back to the room where all the gear was, which was room 22, the most haunted room in the hotel. You're about to be sacrificed. To wait things out. <laughs> uh, I didn't question him. I got up. I left the room. And as I did and started walking out of this fucking room. So the seance room, it's there. The table is sort of in like the middle of the room. You go kind of towards the end of the room. It's a pretty small room, maybe like 30 by 30. Uh, And you go out through the door and then you take a left and then you take another left, but you can still, the walls are so thin that you can hear anything going in that room. And so I left the room. Took a, took a left out of the room. Before I took my second left to finish going down the hallway, I began hearing this, like, inward screaming noise coming from that room. Yeah. Like, Weird. it was very bizarre. And then, like, a lot of rustling in a chair, like a chair scraping the ground. Weird. I just kept looking forward and walked a bit faster. And I was almost crying at this point because I'm like, this is some horror movie shit. I'm going to get in this room and sit down. <laughs> All the lights are out still. Even in the room, completely dark. Oh man. I'm sitting on the bed in this in this haunted room and I'm like, "Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Yeah, I'm going to die. I need to get out of here." So, Dude, after like, a few minutes, uh, never mind. What? 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 I was just going to say I well, I was just thinking it's so interesting how different you feel as far as like being afraid. It's so crazy how different you feel when you're alone versus with anyone else. Totally. I would like if you were in that same situation with anyone else. I don't, you know, you'd be way, way different. Like you might even feel brave, like the opposite. Right. You know. I mean, if you guys were there, sure. Yeah. If we were, yeah. So if we were, that's my concept. Is that I feel like I wouldn't have wanted to leave because the second I leave that room, that spirit that possessed hypothetically the host could have just left that host and used you as a host. Made it into me, yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I wanted to want to stay there where there's other humans that could help me. Right. Right. So go over to fucking Arthur. I mean, if this lead fucking ghost hunter's like, dude, you need to go. Calmly compared to when he aggressively asked me at the beginning of the night, like, what happened? Yeah. Like, he very calmly during the craziest shit of my life was like, weird. All right, Nick, it's, I think it's time you need to you need to get up. And, and this is a guy who was yelling at these spirits in the seance room to lift a table, swearing at them. It's like, oh, Nick, um, I'm, this is over my head. He I need was, you to leave. It was so <laughs> calm. Like, it was so, it was so calm. Pull so your I, butt and leave. So I left. Uh, and a few minutes later, the lead ghost hunter came in the room and asked if I was okay. He asked if I was feeling strange in any way. And he gave me a few herbs. I don't remember what they were, but he told me to put them Tight. in my pocket and keep them in my pocket until the next day. <laughs> Do not smoke these until tomorrow. <laughs> Do not smoke these ones. I will give you others that you can smoke. That's so um, he told me if I felt anything the next day, that it was strange to give him a call, and he was going to come over and perform an exorcism. I would have called him anyways to be like, shit's weird right now, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. This. Let's see what this exorcism is all about. Uh, so it was after all of that that... Uh, the, the other, the rest of the camera guys came in. Who two? The, the other two were, were friends of mine, and he said, "I, I, I you know, I want to talk to you guys for a second. I want to let you know that the seventh spirit, that was an unknown entity that has been violent towards some of the staff, is actually a demonic spirit. And oh, thanks for telling me that now. It has been causing issues to the six other spirits, and that's why they were brought to this hotel, basically, to investigate what had happened." 
And what, what happened, happened was, was... So these other six ghosts were like, yeah, we need help. Are this other ghost is bullying us? They're Basically. For backup? Yeah, they were they the, called they were the, the Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. It was a concept that was like, at, for one demonic spirit, like seven or ten, like, normal spirits, whatever. It was like, it was a weird, like, it sounds super crazy. But I heard this statistic when I was a kid that was like, to even out the feng shui of a paranormal area, you can only have so many, right? Or it just becomes like super unsafe. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know the Like the one stats, evil ghost is stats. worth like seven <laughs> non-evils yeah. is what you're saying? One wow. put down is worth seven put-ups. Like when you <laughs> call somebody stupid, you have to call them like pretty like 10 times or else it's like, anyways. Uh, so it means the, so nothing whole, ten times. The, <laughs> the whole gist of 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 the situation about about this deno- demonic spirit that was here that that the lead ghost hunter had no idea was here, which this is where everything like this is where it became real to me. Uh, Johnny, what are you looking at? I swear to God, I saw I see headlights in. What the fuck? I swear to God. <laughs> Don't you do this to no, me, No, I'm not. No, fucking. I'm not fucking pulling this on you. I saw headlights in that movie poster, but there's no headlights in that parking lot. There's a cop car. In that? In, yeah, in, in there's a, parking a cop lot? behind us in the parking lot. Is there? It's a fucking. Yeah, he's parked in our parking lot with Weird. his lights on. Uh, what the fuck? wondering what you guys are doing. Dude, this is the. Th- I'm not even joking. This I is the third don't cop like this. I've seen tonight. Like there were, there was one cop. So Spring Hill is a safe place. I need a weapon. There was <laughs> it's one, one of the safest cop. places in America, folks. It's very safe. There was one cop that was by one stoplight, and then another cop further down by the stoplight, uh, like creating a checkpoint. And now we just had another cop pull into our office complex, our studio complex, and now he's just sitting chilling. Yeah, I wasn't trying to scare you, Nick. I literally. Was like that <laughs> but freaked he's, me out. He's facing the road, but he's down by like he's by our office and he's facing out towards the road. Anyway, I'm I'm freaking the fuck out. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, right, I'm gonna get through this. I'm almost that, done. Let me just get through some, this. What's going on in Pleasant Hill? I got your back, Nick. I'll look that way. Right, you watch my back. <laughs> I'm like sweating a little bit. So apparently, this is where <laughs> everything started. Fuck me. This is where everything started making sense, and this is where it clicked with me. So he explained that the reason why the demonic spirit is there is that in the seance room, a portal was conjured up due to all the folks incorrectly incorrectly practicing seances and that demons had been welcomed into the hotel. So you guys triggered them by being... No, they were there anyway. Oh. Basically, like, they have a seance class in a seance room in the hotel that guests can take part of as an activity. But they're doing it wrong. They're doing it incorrectly. It's a class. therefore... They've opened this spiritual hole, essentially. A portal to the underworld. Yes. Yes. Which like, it's like it, it sounds Harry, insane, but it makes sense. Like in Harry Potter when he says, "I want to go to, to Diagon Alley," and he goes say diagonally, and he goes to Nocturne Alley instead because he fucking says it wrong. Yeah, it's just like Harry Potter, Johnny. It always is. So you're saying that because <laughs> these people were like not doing it right, they're welcoming in ghosts. That's like zero to one really quick because you got one word wrong, everyone's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like it is insane, but like if you do believe in spiritualism and things like that, it. it from a from a supernatural logical standpoint, this makes sense. Like this is something that makes sense. Sure. Um, he then said, if he knew this before we filmed this episode, he would not have brought us in this hotel. Why didn't he know it then? He didn't. They didn't tell him. Wouldn't he didn't that know be until they got the there. exact yeah. kind of environment that you'd want to be in to see ghosts? Yeah. 
Right, but like bringing three noobs, teens that he basically yeah. hired off a film school campus. That's endangering your he lives. Wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't have brought us there if he uh, was enda- I mean, endangering these teenagers. Is there, I'm not saying that ghosts aren't real, you know, but is there any, any record? Who gets killed by a damn ghost? Who do you know that's been killed by a ghost? No, 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 no. no Who no do you know that's been killed. hurt by a ghost? I, oh yeah, I, I, so I know somebody who's been physically scratched. Yeah, I mean people have been harmed and stuff. Like there's, if you're in, if you're a medium or a ghost hunter or whatever, like you know, a people can be physically assaulted by a ghost, and b there are stories of people being killed. Like the that, Warrens have books about people who have died from you possessed, and then weeks later you die of an anomaly. Like yeah. fucking, uh, no, I got you, Nick. Don't you turn around? Like I, I'm watching. All right, I'm just looking. Nick could have been possessed with those herbs and spices in his pocket, and then weeks later, randomly gets hit by a car. Just like so happens, and that that demon was using your body as a host to go to, to the someone after- else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's all it's all crazy. He needs to die again in order to move on. But so, uh, yeah. that's crazy. Why would it? I don't know. Even so, if it had to attach on to someone to move on or whatever, what does that even mean? You know, like it needs your body. You know, like. Because it had a body again? at one point. Yeah, it had a body, and it maybe when it died, you know, it got stuck for whatever reason. What it it doesn't well, have it enough knows. soul, so it has to like latch onto someone else's soul. So they got enough soul. I can answer. Which yeah, it's yeah, apparently they're just like throwing it out to the ether. It's a demon thing. Like apparently, it's a demonic thing. And the way he explained it to me is, he said that when I was asked, like, probed about my childhood, that was the demon speaking through this guy trying to connect to me on a level that weakened me so it could pass from one host to the next, and I was going to be the next host. That's and what I was told. And you will see him in his truest of forms. <laughs> he will be there. It's but creepy. Yeah, so anyway, the ghost hunter said, you got like, leave, you're done, you're, you've wrapped up. It was like 4 a.m. at this point. We were supposed to stay till 7, and, he's, and he sent all of us home, all the camera guys. A.m.? Yeah, 4 a.m., all the camera guys home, the crew was gone. Um, so I packed my shit up. And as I began walking down the long hallway towards the exit of the hotel where my car was in the parking lot, I heard from the other room the words, here he comes. It was the guy who was possessed earlier who apparently oh, could feel my presence coming down the hall and he was getting anxious. He sounded scared that basically what happened to the seance room was going to happen again because I was coming near him. So you were fucking, you were late and shut up. Because you were there, you were disturbing and getting all these spirits able to fuck shit up. Apparently. You were like the weapon to start the war. I was the weakest link, apparently. <laughs> and he's like, damn it, Nick, serve me. So, yeah, so I heard that, and I just like I just kept walking. I, and I felt bad I didn't say bye because I try to be a nice guy and like say, like, hey, thanks. But like, how do you walk up a dude you just potentially saw getting possessed yeah, and go, hey, it was hand. so nice meeting you. Thanks. Maybe next maybe we can do the same time next week. Yeah. I would have stared I deep into not. his eyes and I would really would have tried to figure it out. I would have shaken if his I, hand like older as I was oh. if I were older and wasn't eighteen and scared shitless at this point, I would have done the same thing. Um but I kept walking because he sounded scared and I didn't want the same shit to happen. And as I was walking away, I was almost out the door and I began I, I heard him laughing like maniacally laughing and he was still laughing when the door closed and I got in my fucking car mm-hmm. I did not look back I drove I was silent the whole entire <laughs> sounds time sounds like that was a prank bro like he was yeah, like I fucking all got the pieces this of the puzzle are pointing to that yeah maybe I mean, but this he, is not, you that overheard wasn't... him saying here he comes 
You know, so it's like, okay, they're getting ready to do something, you know, and yeah. then as you're leaving, he's like, like surprise, this guy, Happy birthday. But like the way he said it, he sounded like scared, like he was on the verge of tears. Man, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe is that Academy Award winning actor that you talk about, you know, maybe he's got skills Man, th- th- that we need to think about getting him on screen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, there's no way this dude was an Academy Award winning actor. This guy, there's no, this is one of the most awkward humans I've met. And like, Has Nicolas Cage won an Academy Award? No. Hmm. Odd. One of the greatest <laughs> actors of our time. True. That's You're an, right. That's an opinion. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I quit the show. I did not come back after this episode. And to this day, I refuse to step back into Castega. I won't go because the hotel, there's some demonic shit there. But the story didn't end there. When I returned home that night, I walked around the front of my car. I felt like something was there. In the grill of my car, there is a fucking dead bat. Uh, that's pretty oh, weird. Did you, that's real did you see? Do you see it when you got in it to leave from Casadega? No. Did, did you hit something in the way? Yeah, apparently I hit this bat in central Florida on the way home, and I was so freaked out about it. You didn't even... I, did, like, I was like, this is, this, I'm cursed. Like, this is the sign. It, yeah. This is it. I, I buried the bat in my front yard made a little cross out of twigs and put a cross <laughs> there and like said a prayer because I was so scared. And I just, I had my mom send me a picture. You have a picture of it? Fuck yeah. Dude, I'm, Can I listen, Tight, I'm all about justification. You have a picture this of This is a, exactly where I didn't move it. that on the Instagram, it. dude. I want to see a picture right now. Yeah, so I will post a picture. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a so fucking it, bat on your grill, dude. Yeah. Here, Holy hang shit. On, I'm going to undo the camera. Hang Send on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you. Dude. Can you see? We're about to see you right now on live. Uh, Can you see it, Tang? Hold on. I'm bringing it up. No. What? That's yeah. not smashed That's in the grill. Sh- That's a bat sitting on your bumper. Yeah. It's yeah. like not dead there. It's like There's no blood there, like. anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't look dead. Yeah. It was dead. Wow. Also, That's that like, looks like can, a real bat. It's can like see so well. That's a real bat in central Florida. No shit. I'm guys, I'm putting this on social media. I'm gonna <laughs> prove it. It's here. This is my justification. So it l- the looked last like it was staring into your headlight as it died. Yes. Well, yeah, but that's the thing he says, because bats are like blind, but they like using like a location, they do not they don't What are run, the odds? They don't run into things. What are the odds? I mean, they still see <laughs> stuff on the eyes, though, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's not good. Like, like like at nighttime, that would be such a bright light. Like they would not fucking I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, the odds are, are crazy. So <laughs> as far as all the footage goes, because this was a higher job, job and we were contractors, we turned the tapes over to the lead ghost hunter. Many of the tapes that were turned over <laughs> were empty? Were blank. What? Heard the, that maybe story bad before. At, at maybe they were bad at filming. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, let's record. <laughs> I hit record. I, I hit record. I swear to God. <laughs> Do you hit format too? I hit too? record. I seriously like no. This is like DV. These were DV tapes. Like this was two thousand eight. Yeah. So I mean, these that's, were DV tapes. That's weird. Yeah. Like all the footage. The footage was never released. And the ghost hunting show did not air again after this. What? It was done. They so this was they like disbanded. The thing. That's weird to me. I feel like now that this happened, they want to go back. Like now that they, 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 it's right, crazy. Yeah. They want to really revisit it. 
Like that's right. a win. Like we do. Yeah, they 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 contact these ghosts. Isn't that that's like gold there was mine. a show that's, that's what they're trying where to do. Where a guy physically got scratched and like there's drawing blood all over his back and stuff. Like it was like a possession thing. And they never went back. That was creepy. They never went back because they uh you know the cop left. Oh, thank um, God. Yeah. <laughs> no, they never went back to the the haunted place. It was literally like it was like called the uh, the um what's that like a, a water hole with the bucket. What's it called? A well? well, well, yeah, a well to to the to, to hell. It was what it was called, and you got scratched. Well, they never yeah, went baby. back. They fucking burned the place down. I'm like, that's the place you got to go to prove it. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. Yeah, go find the evidence. I want to yeah. see real. It's ghosts, like saying, right? oh, we found an alien. Let's like never talk about it again. No, let's fucking talk about it. Right, but it, <laughs> it, it, it was insane to me that like this show had so much promise, and it was like, uh, so the tapes are done, and this all this shit happened, and now we're not going to do this anymore. What if this is a figment ah. of Nick's imagination? It could be. It could be part of my celibacy. You've never had this experience, Nick. What? How do you know you've ever had this experience? I know. How do we know you ever had this experience? There's no preserved proof that you did this? I just showed you a bat on yeah, my that could car. Ha- that could happen to any car, you, you any <laughs> I, any model car you had. How do we know you did this, Nick? Fuck you, it Guys, did we it? should post yeah. that picture okay. of the bat on our Instagram or Facebook or something and have people tell us how the fuck they think that bat got there because it doesn't look to me... It doesn't look like it happened like while it you died. were driving. It looked like you parked like and then it and... flew onto your car and had a heart attack or something. Yeah, it, you know, it, it was not dead, splattered I, like, at all. I gave it a burial and all that shit. Yeah, there's no Aww. splatter, nothing. Yeah, I gave it a burial, but I was superstitious. That was respectful. Um, Is it at your yeah. parents' house currently? Like that place? Yeah. In Orlando? So get this. So yeah, I so dig it, it was up. our old house. Apparently, my parent, my dad was leaving for work in the morning, and he saw like the cross. And he called my mom out. And my mom knows how, like, easily skittish I am. And they thought it was someone playing a prank. And they didn't want to freak me out. So they took the cross out. Oh. Because they didn't want me to see it. Because they thought that I'd see it and, like, freak the fuck you out. You made it. I made it. So then you came back out and it's gone. <laughs> like, fuck! Yeah. What is going on? I came out. Uh, dude, how crazy would it be if it was just the cross an empty gun. hole? Dude, right. I would. I, I, I would. I'd be done. Wow. I would I would call somebody to have me get exercised. Uh, so then the last piece of the story, as far as the sharp pain goes in my shoulder that yeah, happened, that. when I woke up and I got in the shower, I noticed I had a large bruise the size of a baseball on my left shoulder the next day. I have no idea where it came from. But wasn't because, that from the sharp pain? Yeah. There did, was, you, did you run into anything? There's nothing on the walls. Did you? The walls were empty. Wait, what do you mean the walls were empty? The walls did of the you, hallway you, upstairs on the second floor that I walked going to the room and then walked the same hall going out, there was nothing on that room, on the wall. I hit something. Well, a bruise is quantified as a broken blood vessel, like a burst blood vessel underneath your skin. You could have just had a ruptured vein. Dude, I ran into, like, so I, I hit something that hurt. All right. Well, how big was the bruise? Baseball? It was about the size of baseball. Baseball? That's fucking weird. Yeah. Did you so, talk to any of the camera guys or anything afterwards, your buddy, to figure out if they had anything crazy happened to them? I mean, they saw the same shit I saw. But, like, the next day, did they have any like, weird bruises or, like, bad or anything? No. But, like, they saw the possession. They saw the the supposed possession. Right. They, they, were two guys they didn't see the bat, but I showed them the picture the next day. Like, Nick, I don't want to talk to you ever again. Like, get out of my life. You're, you're essentially, like, <laughs> You're cursed. bad omen. Man. I mean, it's not something we talked you. about. Like, I would have been talking about that shit about every time I saw these people. I would be. It, would, it seems like that'd be the number one thing you would talk about, right? How do you talk about something you can't explain? Well, you'd be talking about it. You'd be like, "What? Yeah. The same way we are now? 
They're like, what the hell's going on? Did you really yeah, see that? Because every- I really saw that. Oh my god! And you guys can cross, <laughs> every- you know, cross examine each other. I think we were like, like we didn't really talk about it. But we were so frustrated over the point that that the footage was gone, and we're like, okay, no one's going <laughs> to see this be shit. Pretty shitty. Like no one's like we literally have Emmy award winning winning television that's obviously very poorly <laughs> shot by a bunch of eighteen year old kids who didn't know what they were doing, but like. We had like Emmy quality ghost capturing quality. shit. Like we captured the possession. <laughs> well, speaking of it's Emmy gone. quality Emmy awards, uh, Nicolas Cage has won an Academy Award. Oh, really? Really? Nineteen ninety six for Leaving Las Vegas, and then nice. in two thousand three he was a nominee but did not win uh, for adaptation. Ooh, who's to say that the footage got deleted, Nick? Did you just did you, did you check? We turned the tapes over, and when we asked about the yeah, episode, that's the problem I'm seeing because you could have turned over gold, and their producer or somebody was like, "This is incriminating," or "This is like bad." We're just deeming it. We're raising it right now They're and calling saying, it lost tapes, dude. Not releasing well, that footage is a disservice. Agreed, but they could have had to do it legally. And these are people who had a cable access show who were <sighs> desperate to try to sign yeah, a deal. But imagine what if that's part them. of their arc, though. It's like, yeah, we yeah. Had this cable access show. This really big thing happened. We had to close down shop. Fifteen years later, we're releasing the tapes, or you know, as a documentary I would say, or something. Even less than that, I would say they showed it to somebody who were trying to sell it as a cable access show, and they were like, yeah, we, this is the people we had hired on. We had these 18-year-olds, fresh out of high school or whatever, and their lives were seriously injured. And people have lost shows for lesser evils than that. Right. That would be whack like, if that was the case, but I do agree with you. That could that would happen. That would be totally whack. Like, dude, dude, companies censor TV shows hella fast, dude. Like imagining, like yeah. imagining being like, I had this show, and there's physical evidence. There's physical evidence of the life of a, well, basically a minor, almost uh, being uh, in danger. That's they, they psychologically yeah, terrorized the crew. It, anything could get misconstrued, and there was not anything that Nick signed. It just like that's all that would need to happen for somebody it to blew be shut on your neck, and that was sexual in nature. I would yeah, someone throw his arm. The book that was at physical. Them. Throw the yep. book at him. Be like, I want money. Lost yeah. <laughs> If there was a way to get money out of it, you inherit the whole town. That'd be cool. It's just the whole. I don't know, man. Like I still listen. There's obviously some freaky ass shit that happened. Uh, I can't explain it to this day. Am I a believer 100? percent No. And that's what's so weird to me. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna rant here, Nick. You believe in some of the weirdest shit out there, and have had experiences that I would say are less are less documented than that. Like Bigfoot, aliens. I maybe haven't heard all the stories, but that is a full length story of that that seems like there's no other evidence needed. I feel like I am more skeptical than you guys at a lot of the weird aliens, mummies, Bigfoot stuff. Yeah. But I've had. Lesser experiences of paranormal, but I believe it's so much more heavy than you do. And you've had that crazy yeah, experience. You saw the bat, you got the bruise, you saw the seance, and you saw like, and you don't believe in it. It doesn't exist. I, if I don't believe in it. I don't want to believe in that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like out of out of sight, out of mind. Out of, whatever. That's you know? how, I, I find it crazy though, Johnny. That you know, I understand. You know, we talked about it before. Like uh, you, all this, your belief in ghosts. I, I find it crazy that that's the one thing that you're like, yeah, I buy it. <laughs> you know. Because other I, things are I've pretty solid the, too, though. 
No, 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 no. I've had yeah, the experience. Had, yeah, yeah. I want. And I, that's where I, I haven't had any of these anybody. experiences. So based off that, I shouldn't believe in anything. I should be a nihilist. I believe in nothing. Then why do you believe in Bigfoot and not and not uh, and not spirits? Oh, I'm not saying I don't believe in spirits. I think I do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. I I, I you, do I I do think ghosts. Uh, it seems there seems to be something with uh, what we call ghosts. Yeah, there seem it seems to be something real. I think based on everyone's experiences reason, with them. Yes, and before my experiences, how many experiences there have been? Maybe because I've been more. Um, been more uh, surrounded by that that environment of people who have experienced ghosts over Bigfoot. That's why I would believe in that first. It's because I've had those experiences with people that I trust. Like Nick right now, yeah, totally your awesome. experiences, even though you don't believe in it, makes me believe in it more because I know when I trust you. I don't say I don't believe in it. I just yeah. I'm, I'm I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical, but I back. but like if that shit was real, I don't want to go back. <laughs> we the, got to though. We got to. Because if you're with, the, like the thought process I have now, let us go. Do you get you fucking go? You guys can go. So wait, you go. Have to I don't want to go back. The, you, We're probably just normal people go who aren't going to channel you, these spirits. What are you scared of, Nick? I'm scared of if it is real. And so if it is you're real, giving it a hint I'm of truth, allowing it to be real, which therefore puts me in exactly. any sort of danger, and I don't want to be in any sort of danger. You're but who mark. knows if you'd be in danger though? I mean, they just described that one guy as aggressive. He might not. I mean, he may be aggressive, but maybe he's not mean. Maybe he's not going to kill anybody. I I mean, like, if ghosts exist, they don't forget. If I go back in there, I'm... We're talking elephant ghosts now? I'm tainted. I'm tainted meat. If I go back in there. Your your taint is meat. Okay, I I feel like... Oh, Gucci eaters. The whole reason reason (laughs) that you don't want to go back is your own validation that it's real. That's like me saying. I, I mean, maybe. Like, I, I, I can't listen. I, I don't believe in all in all of it. I'm just saying, I don't have an explanation for it. Me either. I don't. Like, I have, I have zero explanation. To me, but I know. It... No, go ahead. Sorry. I walked away with a fucking like bruise on my arm and a dead bat on the front of my car. Like, that's enough shit to tell me who I feel like I have. A, I'm, you know, like a kind of an intellectual human being. To know when to not do things or to do things, and that's pretty like two surefire signs. Like, hey, you probably shouldn't go back to this place that caused these two things in your life to happen. Yeah, there's negative connotations to go with that, but that's like me saying there was nothing positive that came out of that. But well, a yes man like would saying, be like, well, that's the perfect time to say yes and just do it anyways. You know, when everything, I, all your I, instincts are telling you no, then you do it. I'll also say, if I've had an experience. With, yeah, sorry, this lag is killing us right now. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Damn, I'm trying to keep this out. I would, I would argue that if I had an experience with Bigfoot, positive or negative, and I was like, I'm not going back because I had this experience, and I, that is me saying I do believe in it. And like the people out there, yeah. the the I, I I kind of stereotype the old person, the old cooped up person in a home in Nevada or wherever who had an experience with an alien. They're like, no, it's not real. The government told me it wasn't real. It's not real. Yeah, but like that's different because there's not like if if you saw Bigfoot and you had the same idea that I have, you're like, I don't really believe it, but fuck, I'm not going to the woods ever again. Well, you're not going to go in something. No, 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 no. Like if you're afraid of aliens and you don't want to believe it, what are you gonna do? Not look in the sky again? I'm well, making a choice not to go back place. to the one place you experienced it. that so the, clearly has a history of fucked up shit. So, like, I wouldn't go to the place where I experienced Bigfoot. I wouldn't go to the to the place where I experienced the alien crash. I'm saying, though, every anomaly, every mystical or, like, 
make-believe alien or, or um, uh, mystical animal, you're not going back to that place. And by not going back to that place in your mind, you are validating and saying that you believe in it. The person that doesn't go back to the alien sighting is going back because they believe in it. So I, I find yeah. it hard to I, – I, I can't quanti- – I can't – I don't understand how you don't want to go back and, and you say you don't believe or you because, like, that's all I would need. Dude, if, if like a Tootsie Roll fell out of the damn sky, I'd go back in a heartbeat. But nothing good came back came of that. It was all dark I'm shit. Not, but aside from you going back, you believing, I like I'm on the fence. I don't believe in demons. I mean, it was still an experience that you shit. got to have that not everyone got to have. I mean, that's pretty special. I would. It is. I would want to try to do it again. You know, it, it's, if if it was indeed real, and it had something to do with you being you or you know the mood you were in that day. I don't know. Who knows. I don't know. I would want to at least try again. At least do it for your friends, man. We want to see some ghosts. That was nine years ago, Nick. I didn't see any ghosts. You felt them. I did. I heard. I felt. I all that. I. Yeah, it was I a long time. Experience like, their it, presence in any way. I, I, mean, I dude. Honestly, though, us- all the everything you talked about, though, it, it it sounds to me like you got pranked. Like, that's what it really does sound to me. I'm not true. counting out that's the fact that there could be a ghost there and that everything might have been real, but it sounds to me like it was a prank. I don't that's know. That's true. And Taylor knows, and Taylor knows firsthand that I'm the first person to crawl into a wall, a crevice in a wall, to experience some crazy shit. And we were in a place in Penhurst, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and yeah. I had an experience. And right then and there, freaked me out, wasn't positive, but I want to go back to experience it again because I have to know. Even you know if what? it kills me, yeah. I, I have to know. You know what I like is, yeah. you know, just like at that Penhurst place, I wasn't like afraid, afraid, like, oh my God, something's going to get me. But we were in some of those places, I was like, you know, you get, if, there's fear there. There's like some fear. You know, that weird feeling, you know, the Eerie. adrenaline's rushing. It, I don't know. I'm not saying I like Something, being afraid, yeah. but it's a cool extreme feeling that you can't just have all the time. So, you know, it. it'd be nice to experience it every now and then, even though it's like, oh, fear is bad. But I don't know. It's a pretty and extreme that's feeling if, that's kind of fun to feel, I think. If people could feel that about other things like Bigfoot and aliens and whatever, like, There'd be a lot more belief in those things, but it's not as easily found as that adrenaline rush of your senses being flicked on or, you know, you hear something, you see something, you feel something like Nick's describing. That is what makes paranormal so interesting to people. Yeah. <sighs> Exhilarating. Yeah. I, like, Let's listen, do it, Nick. It was, Let's do it. We could stay with my cousins it, and then go to Orlando. Your family lives cousins on it, live in Daytona. If it was, if yeah, it they're was all in Daytona. If it was a ruse and it was all this, I mean, Casadega is probably about thirty minutes from Daytona. It's very, very close. Um, if it was all a joke, cool. Like, you know, the people who who did it, who pulled the prank, who did great. Like, good on them for yeah. doing it, for pranking some teenagers. Whatever, but. At, like this is a dude the dude who was the lead ghost hunter like had his car wrapped and shit like i mean he took this show seriously like it was a real deal it was a show that existed it was the real deal i don't know why he'd go to a place like casadega yeah what was his incentive to just basically like fuck with these kids because i've literally like i've spent all these years of my life thinking about it and thinking about the idea of what if it was a joke what if it was me getting <sighs> pranked 
Yeah, but, I mean, what if that was the show? You know, and they yeah, like fucked up, if, didn't get all the right paperwork or something. Exactly. What if, what if their their point was to like make a rouge and scare you into believing it was real, but they went too far or something went wrong, and then they had to delete it. Like everything makes sense that they pranked you. And if that's the case, let's go back. If that's well, the case, let's you, go back. You but, don't know it is, Nick. It's one of the yeah, other. We don't I don't, know. And I won't know. So you got to go back or not go back. You got to make decided. that up yourself. We're not going to put it's you decided. there. It's decided. We're going back. I don't want to put anyone in a situation they're not comfortable, especially because that's going to ruin the event and uh, everyone's vibes dude, off. Dude, I am. Un- I, it is. It, it is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because if any, if we go back, <laughs> if we go back, and if anything happens, if I see anything that yeah. resembles at all what happened, what happened ten nine years ago, ten years ago, yeah. whenever it was, if any of that shit happens, how do I move forward from that? Like, how do I? <laughs> how do I keep getting older, knowing? There's a place like knowing that something that doesn't exist exists. But that's how yeah, everyone I mean, goes with aliens and Bigfoot. Somebody who yeah. is, is a, a disbeliever. Yeah, but like, I have eight- my belief about aliens. Like I believe in alien life, but I think Little Green Men is a fucking joke. But what if somebody today said like proved aliens were wrong, or sure. somebody proved religion was a, a different perspective than you thought it was? How would you go forward? You'd take that experience and you'd run with it. Now that you have that new set of found ideas, like I'm, a, I'm a, I have a religion, I have a, my own perspective, but if I was proven wrong and, and let's say religion was just aliens, how am I going to move on? I'd move on with that information. You, you, I almost guarantee you we'd start a ghost hunting show. <laughs> yeah, you, you live with yourself. You thrive knowing that there. That's the truth. That now you fucking know. I sound crazy, but that's yeah. How you you would sound like a crazy I, person. You try and convince everybody, and everyone's like, "Nick, we get it, dude. You saw a ghost." And I'm like, "No, you don't get it. It was a real fucking ghost." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking drag people there. But that's and then all of a sudden, you're like the a, biggest salesman for Casadega. <laughs> like you, you're hired. The you're person, the new Colby. The person who's a denier, <laughs> media guy. who becomes a believer, is the biggest advocate and is the most credible. I think. Yeah. Right, and that's how if, the if snake oil back- salesman sells you the shit. Like, hey, you sir, you bystander, what what ails you? Why I've got a bum knee, sir. Here, take this elixir. And he throws him the elixir. He drinks the elixir. Hoba, my leg ain't bum no more. And then after the crowd clears, the dude with the bum leg gets back in the snake salesman's cart, and they ride to the next town together. And they pull the con right, off somewhere that's else. That's how they make sales. You know? Yeah, but that's only, that's only valid to people who are strangers. Nick would convince all of his friends who know he was a disbeliever previously who now think he's a believer. Like, and I'll take it to a religious place. Like a person who is a set religion who gets changed or has an affirmation and they change religions, to everyone they know prerequisite, that is very impactful to them. Something changed. Something happened. The same thing happens with, with, with all the other topics we talked about. Something changes. The people who know you and knew how you were before it happened, that is what changes, and they believe it's valid. So if Nick went back, either shit did or didn't happen, that would be extremely telling because I know who you are now. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes no? perfect yeah. sense. Fuck. Okay, yeah, it makes, yeah, makes perfect sense. I, 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 I agree. I, I want to go back to Penhurst. I want to go back to everywhere I've been haunted. Yeah, I'll I, walk Penhurst all day, but like the thing is, is if you have that experience, when I walked Penhurst and went like to a- the attic in the yeah. basement where like it's they creepy. did like a little private tour, I I didn't want to experience anything. Really? Because having the experience at Casadega like changed the way that I thought. I didn't really. I don't like. I don't truly believe in it all, but I know that there's something. That I learned the day of Ca- the Castega Hotel, yeah. my experience there, that I didn't know before, 
And there was like a part of me, 27-year-old me, walking around Penhurst going, I feel uneasy being here yeah, because like I have experienced something, whether it was a ruse or not. I it just like it's it's a it's a weird thing, man. Like the like twenty year old me probably would have gone back to Castega. Like maybe if if I had friends who were really convincing me, sure. I'm twenty seven years old now. Like I'm getting older. I don't know how comfortable I feel returning to this place, knowing what I do. I like I just don't know. I don't know if I if 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 I had one experience that was that mirrored what I experienced. Back in whenever it was, 2009. If I had one experience that was almost 10 years ago that mirrored that, I don't know how I would leave Castega and return. Just like go back to normal life. Well, but I I look back to the, and I'm not sure if you've seen the movie Taylor, but it and and the the knowledge yeah, of that. Yeah, I, I like watched it like last week, the new one. Holy I shit, synchronicity. The concept <laughs> is these kids. The lovers or losers, or whatever. Um, they know Pen- um, Pennywise is real, and after he goes into his slumber, they come back twenty years later, twenty-seven years later, whatever the number. What, it was, what wasn't it twenty-seven? I think so. Uh, Maybe I don't that's remember. That's weird. Um, I don't remember. Anyways, a, a certain number of years later, to confront the very thing that scarred and almost killed them. Yeah. Like they didn't have to. They did not have to, but they did it. It's a movie, though. Well, uh, it's still, I don't know. It's, it, it, fits. it fits. I think you would do the same. If you're like, that, you so know too. this is going to happen in your town. It happens every 27 years. No one else fucking believes it, but you experienced it. Your crew experienced it. You defeated it once. It's almost your duty to go back there and do it again. And that time is harder because they can't see it. Like, only one kid can see it now. Yeah. I think we're making Nick very uncomfortable. Like, I'm looking at you, and you do not look like you're enjoying this. No, I mean, like, it's fine. Like, it's... Like you look like you're like you're no like you're scared of of, of the topic. It's we. I mean, it's it was spooky ass shit. I'm sure, it was. I'm sure it was. You <laughs> I just wanted to go have you, a good time. You love spooky ass shit. I do when it doesn't affect me. <laughs> that's, that, that's a very one way street I like perspective. To, I like, he likes it, being behind the camera. He likes being being the one who's doing the pranking. Man, it's it's a yeah. Two like the reality double, of it is like I want it, but I want it, it so bad, there, and I like the thrills of not experiencing it. But then when it starts happening. I want to get the fuck out. Like ASAP. Like it's all great. Point, what what is if Bigfoot life, you found you know? out to be aggressive and you had an experience yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, Bigfoot's going to kill me. Would you not want to go back? I don't know. Man. Like I have my thoughts about Bigfoot. I don't think Bigfoot's going to kill me. I don't think Bigfoot's out to kill don't. me. What if you, if, what if Bigfoot was going to try and kill you and he like he was attacking you aggressively and it was like, not a me versus him because that's obvious. But uh, I don't know. That's a dumb question. I don't know. I just have this stupid I, in like vision of like I've always had this like yeah if I ever get attacked by a bear or a shark I'm gonna somehow kill it and I'm gonna take part of its body and wear it on a necklace for the rest of my life because it tried to kill oh, me yeah. but I you know dominated it which obviously would never happen because I don't know if I could fight a bear <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where that was going I wouldn't I wouldn't want to kill a squatch yeah I couldn't I kill squatch squatch kill me <laughs> that's, that's, that I was, would that was incoherent. I'd kill a squatch. I'd kill a shark. Kill a bear if it was trying to kill me. Any animal that was killing me, it's fair game. I, I think the idea of like Bigfoot and all that, like they're tangible things. Like they're if you believe in them, they are things that exist in in front of you. There's something about 
a ghost or spirit or demon that's an idea. Like it is it's literally an idea. It is a transparent thing that's an idea that can well, Yeah, that's kind of eerie. So and like, that's it's not a it's not a physical creature. Well, I don't know. I think we're talking about two different things now at that point. We're you know, it's either an idea and it's not real, it's just an it's imaginary, or it's a real phenomenon that's just not visible. You know, like a lot but of I other things that aren't visible. But that's what Nick is saying is the creepy thing. Is that like if air was dangerous or was non provable, so many... it would be scarier than obviously like uh, Bigfoot. Cause you yeah. Could, yeah. It's physical. Because like, mm. I, I understand that too. Because like, cause like, a poisonous what do you gas do that you can't a... necessarily see. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. die of carbon yeah, monoxide like, poisoning. What do you do right. with poisonous gas? You wear a mask. What do you do with Bigfoot? You have a gun or whatever you need to, to, to overcome. Like, what do we do with ghosts? We go to Casadega exactly. and we go over and over <laughs> and we test our hypotheses, and then we figure but out what, do what we do can do. What do you do to combat a ghost? You can't combat Patrick Swayze unless you have a pottery class. Wait, aren't they? True. They're like ghost. plasma plasma blasters or something, right? You just can't cross the streams. Isn't that uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters? Yeah, and you trap them in the fucking the ghost trap. In in reality, what do you do with a ghost? And that kind of scares me a little bit because, like, I want. Crazy shit to happen with paranormal shit, but I don't have a thing to do with ghosts to fix it. People might have holy water or exorcisms or, you know. Uh, How would that fix a ghost, though? Things. I mean, that's just like they cra- another crazy thought I'm, to fix a, like, no, that fix a ghost. Why, like, why don't you just throw sand that. at it? That's like the same shit, you know? Well, people who say knows that how you would deal with a ghost? Who, you know, who, I guess there's could be good ones or could be bad ones. Some could be aggressive. Who knows what their purpose is? You know, what if they're totally. Like ambivalent is that the right word? I don't use big words often, so I don't know. <laughs> like they're just like <laughs> good guy. They don't they don't give two shits. They don't want to hurt you. They don't want to help you. It's just like they just exist. And every now and then we cross pads on like oh what's visible in our dimension or experienceable, you know, through our dimension or whatever. Yeah, but then you know? right then in that experience, since you don't know, you don't know how to combat in it, and that's the telling thing. Is that even if it is good yeah. or bad or whatever. But combat makes it sound like you're having to defend yourself, you know, or like go on the offense, oh. like hurt something. Like, well, what if there's no? It's not yourself. a fight, you know. It's just like, hey, high what five. if we're cool? Yeah, but what if Bigfoot's not aggressive or he is? What would you do? You have a thing to do, like you know, like there are things you can do. Things you could, if you had a gun or a knife or something. But I mean, you're not going to run from from. Yeah, what are you going to do with the ghost? Nothing. I have no idea. I, that, it, I have no, no other. Idea. No but other I don't know creature. if that's scarier to me. I don't know. It's almost like it you would have to accept it, so it makes it less scary. I don't, I don't know why that yeah, makes sense to me, you. but it does. It, it, it could use you as a host and literally kill you from the inside out. And I think that's scarier There's, to me. Like I that thought though, but that is an to, idea. You know that doesn't seem to have any. That's not like based on right. anything that's really happened that we know of. You know, well, like right. that is just from an what idea. Nick has said from from his experience, that would be a reality. No, because he didn't experience a ghost coming inside him and killing him. He experienced True. contact, you know, possibly contact, physical contact with the ghost, but it doesn't. It didn't seem to be aggressive towards him. You know, it, it didn't. didn't hurt him. I don't want that. It shit did bruise to him, I guess. Me, it did bruise yeah. him. Yeah, I don't want the the, the what happened to this guy. Uh, yeah, I don't want my eyes to roll back in my head and lose control of myself. Like I don't want that to happen. But maybe that's the next thing that happens. Maybe I go back. I I walk back in yeah. and I'm like, here I am. Let's do this. Whoop. I'm weaker than I was before. Let's fucking go. 
Stronger than you've ever been. Stronger than you've ever been. And then when it's inside, when the ghost is is using you as a host, (laughs) you were going to say when it's inside you. you, Go ahead and say it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah. I was. But 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 once. But what do you do? I think my biggest. I don't know if that's something to be afraid of. I think my biggest fear of revisiting Casadega is what I learned that night is that for a host to for a a spirit a demonic spirit or spirit of any kind to attach to a host a living host it has to it it, it feeds off of weakness and if I walk back into Casadega I'm instantly going to feel fear because I'm going to remember yeah. the t- that time that night. I am a like I am an all you can possess buffet <laughs> when I walk in the Casadega Hotel. Like I one hundred percent because I'm instantly the moment we walk in, even if if it's with you guys and I feel like okay and I'm ready to do this, the moment I step foot in that hotel, it is a all right. He's back. Let's fucking but do the it. The was a penthouse though. You walked in there and you were scared. Yeah, but like penthouse is a is half haunted house. True. True. Ha- true. Like, but, so the, sure. but, but what I'm saying is that like if you have a prerequisite like notion that you are weak and you are susceptible to being possessed, then everywhere on earth, graveyards, haunted houses, anywhere that could have had a spirit, you'd be the first thing in the meal, the menu. Right. That's why I don't go into haunted shit anymore. Well, we did a haunted well, what, maze, like, I'm, how would you know if it's haunted? You know, it could just be a place that you've never been before and that other people don't know is haunted. Exactly. You know? Right. But it but, has but, an effect but, 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 you no, in those no, places, no. you know? Because if Nick doesn't know that it's not haunted, he's not fearful and he's not weak. Right. If I, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's the he's not fearful about that exact thing. What if he is out there in the world and he happens to be afraid of something in some weird moment? You know, you get afraid at some point. Yeah. But right. this, is a, this is a Pennywise. He has to be afraid of the ghost. Yeah. Really all the lines would have to, to cross. Yeah. yeah. All the lines would yeah. have to cross perfectly, you know, I guess for that situation to make sense. But, huh. There's only we, there's only one way to cross all the lines, guys. And Nick, I'm sorry, we got to do it. We got it. I want to go. If we can, if we can podcast in the hotel, that's I don't know about that. And we can mic ourselves and have some form of live stream. <laughs> Let's do it everywhere. I will return to the Castell Hotel. Let's Dude, fucking do it. We're gonna have it. so many audio peaks. Like even ah, ah! <laughs> Dude, okay. <laughs> the only thing. That has ever peaked my fucking my sound devices mixer. Yeah, the only thing, dude. I've done gunshots with this thing. Gunshots from several feet away. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, people. The only person to peak my input on my sound devices. Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, He went. He he went. Hey, folks! And literally, (laughs) oh, and it peaked it. Peaked it. I I worked with that thing for weeks to figure out how to unpeak that freaking audio, dude. How did he do that? I don't know. And it was. I was almost proud of it to tell you the truth. That's like, yeah. I, I clipped Whoa. an audio, clipped some audio, and I was proud of it. <laughs> it was, I, like yeah, months it was later, I'm like Taylor. He peaked that audio. He's like, I've never had my audio peaked. I'm like, oh, you fucking peaked it. Like Johnny, so, yeah, we to, uh, Johnny, you're confused right now. Let me double check. <laughs> you sure don't know what was. audio is. So I feel like if we did a ghost hunting thing, which we totally could, uh, we have yeah, we, we have two camera guys and a, and a boom guy. Um, boom. Uh, we, but we could totally do it. Uh, I know many places. We heard a place in Tennessee, Nick, recently. That yeah, there's here. Adams, Tennessee, which is the the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch is a fantastic myth. Maybe we'll go there. But I, I yeah. Well, it I makes mean, me like, wonder honest, about we, this place, though. Uh, you know, you went there only once so far, and it was with a whole production crew. You know, we'll go in a second time with a production crew. I I want to know what 
can you just go to this place as just a person? Got the chills. Sorry. That so like, is me. it Sorry. is it just a, a haunted tour? Like, if you were to go to this no, hotel, it's, it's, like it's right now, it's a functioning. It's a functioning hotel. It's a functioning hotel. But I will email and I will let them know what I came, who like who I came there with, the experiences I had, and, I, and that we have a podcast, and I like to return. I mean, if it's a functioning cool. fucking hotel room, we can just get a room and do the podcast, and not tell them anything. I think that would be key. Twenty, like not telling like them anything. Right, because we can still yeah. wander the hotel. Right, we don't need a ghost key or a, a skeleton key for all the rooms. We just need to be. I'll ask for room twenty-two. We'll book it for a day. A night. A night. Because I'm not paying more than two nights for that shit. I'm getting the fuck out of there as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> yeah, we'll stay you night. don't want to give them the option to be like, ah, we'll just tease them tonight. Tomorrow night, we'll get them. Nah, it's good. <laughs> right. One night, they get one shot to woo us. Yeah. You know, I'm worried now. What if I go there and after my experience, I'm in your boat and I'm like, I don't want to live with it. it. You got to live with it. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Tight. Let's go. <laughs> we did it, people. We did it. We're going. Yes. So now all November. we need is for you guys to give us some money via our Patreon account so we can make it on down to Casadega. And so we can. Simple as simple. We'll drive. Taylor will pick you up on the way. We'll stay down there. It's I think like, it's like 50 bucks for a room. That's cheap. Yeah. I if feel there's like- anybody, uh, anybody between uh, Spring Hill, Atlanta, and Casadega, we'll pick you up. Come on with us. Like, like Shia LaBeouf on his road trip. Yep. We have any listeners on the way down to Castega, Florida. We'll go on a weekend in November. And we'll fucking do it. Nick, you look... You, your energy from the beginning of this podcast has drastically changed. You feel okay? Feeling great. Okay. Looking a little <laughs> ghostly, are you? <laughs> uh, yep, he is. He like, literally is scaring me. I, uh, I mean, like, imagine this. We podcast in paranormal places or places that have had experiences and apparitions and, and anomalies. The amount of fear Nick and I have experienced in just however long we've been podcasting from a freaking cop car tells you how hilarious <laughs> it would be for us to be in a room and have any any crick, cranny, bump, anything that happens. We're going to freak the fuck out. Yeah. Bets goes bump, bump of the night slumber party right there. That's cheerleader party in high school. We're going to freaking pillow fight and <laughs> pee ourselves. Yeah, I feel like I've, okay. Tight. We'll go. We'll go in November. <laughs> we'll plan a time. We'll do. We'll, we'll, so in a few weeks, we'll go. Go in November after the Halloween stuff settles down. I'll look into a room Monday. I'll look into booking a room, room twenty-two, and uh, we'll head out there. We'll podcast from in the room. Maybe we'll do a little live stream from in the room, and then just sort of run it all night. We'll just stay up all night and. Uh, yeah, I'll get. I mean, I know some people with EMF meters. I can we can get tons of like really, really, really sensitive microphones and just put them on the room. And if at any point someone farts, we'll know if it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be. I think that'd be good. I think if we like podcast at like one or two in the morning on like a Friday, you know, Friday, we just do the whole episode at Castega. I'm in. Like, let's Flynn. do it. All right, let's do it. November, we'll go in November. Nick and I are right now uh, drawing slippers in our hands to become blood brothers. Taylor, we're here with you emotionally. We are all doing this as a pact. All right, I'm cutting myself. Nah. Oh, my God. You, you got to say it like that. Blood like, brothers. Why are you using a chainsaw, Taylor? <laughs> my skin's so thick. Blood brothers. All right. Well, after all this, I will return to Casadega <laughs> in the I month of November in 2018. 
and we're going to podcast from Casadega. It's going to be our first on-location podcast. That's uh, not true. I mean, like, on-location in terms of, like, we're going to do it from a haunted place. Yeah. These we're ghosts gonna are going to be sorry, bud. Make these ghosts gonna be like, Yeah, for what they've done to me. I've played ping pong with Johnny before, and <laughs> it's not easy. So these little ghosts, they're going to have a they're gonna have a tough time. Yeah, I really... Is there a physical ping pong table there, dude? I will play ping pong with the ghost. I can get fucking ass. I love playing ping pong. <laughs> Taylor, no, don't, don't, don't get yourself, Taylor. You beat me a couple times. Yeah, I mean, I'm not bad at ping pong, but... Yeah, you, I think you, I only beat maybe we probably played a dozen games at least. I probably won three, maybe, maybe. It was also on a cruise ship. Yeah, it was yeah, it was on a cruise ship. The lighting was weird. It was obviously windy on one side. Psst, whatever. I got excuses for days. <laughs> Taylor, I think you're better than me. <laughs> nah, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, thank you guys for taking the journey with us. If you have a hypothetical you want us to talk about or a thought you'd like to share about today's episode, great news. You can shoot us an email at hybrothoughts at gmail.com. If you have any questions about today's episode and want to know more, I can go into more detail. Uh, I've kind of got into all of it, but if you want to know a little bit more, <laughs> I was wearing a red I shirt can, and blue pants. I can kind of dig a little bit. Uh, you can also reach us out. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hypothetical thinking for more content throughout the week. We're also on Instagram at hypothetical thinking. Um, feel free to message us at hypothetical thinking on Facebook. Uh, I'll also answer your questions on there. And the bat picture is live right now. So if you, if you aren't on our Facebook page, head over to our Facebook page and you can take a look at this picture of this bat on my I'm going to do it right now. I'm going now. I'm going right now. I'm going to be the first one to like it. Come on, come on, come on. Done. Come on. Get there, get there, get there, get there, get there. <laughs> I don't like the way you're saying that in succession. Progression? Uh, <laughs> cool. Succession? Well, we'll be, we'll be back to our normal uh, secondhand experience-based episodes next week for the time being. Uh, I am not possessed, and I am. Uh, I have been one of your hosts, Nick. Uh, this body is possessed by Taylor Taylor Nelson. I'm the easiest possessed Johnny Clark ever been. What? I'm the easiest possessed. I definitely am the easiest possession. Like, if I were in ghost place, I'd be possessed like now. That's look true. At, look at me, dude. Like I'm possession. Like I'm, dude. I'm grade A meat. That's true. I'm ghost bait. <laughs> yeah, that sounds ghost bait. Ghost bait. The power, <laughs> the power of Johnny compels you. <laughs> Bow ties and all. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, until then, I've been your host. <laughs> Sorry, I got possessed oh, for a second. No! <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys take it easy. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.